We're live. Sound quality. Oh, we're live, bro. We're live. We're on the Weirdos Only podcast. Uh, we got Paulo's Tualde on here. Thank you for saying uh, that right. Yeah. I, how many? How many times do you? <laughs> uh, well, are you? Uh, do you have? I, I, maybe I should. Like I said again, every time I say this, every episode, my in, my in, my intros are horrible. But I'm I'm glad that like you know at least people care enough to stick around for the rest of it after. Um, I know Paulo's shit. What? Fourteen years? No. Two thousand. That had to be two thousand. Yeah. Something like that. Way back. Yeah. I can't do math on that real quick. Seventeen yeah. years. Well, just so you guys know, Paulo's is an accountant. Uh, <laughs> he's like, I got the formulas in the spreadsheet already. I don't need to know. If I don't have my calculator, I'm not an accountant. It doesn't work that way. I got the formulas. Oh, you haven't paid my my uh, retainer. <laughs> but yeah, I'd say two thousand and four. So yeah. Shit. Seventeen years. Man, I, I just fuck, I, seventeen years. That's what I was about to say. I was like, wait a minute. Is, is, that, is that that long? But yeah, 17 yeah. years. Well, we're in our 30s, bro. Everything, that's what I was going to say. Every, whenever I think of stuff, I'm always like, oh, yeah, that was like 10 years ago. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, that's closer to 20. So yeah, that's closer yeah. to 20. <laughs> no, and then there's, there's, there's girls from like high school that have like grown ass kids. I think I, I forgot who I saw that was like, wait, you're dropping your kid off at Sweetwater? <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> I've had a couple of those moments where I, I was like, I, uh, cause my dad still lives in National City. So I was like, was driving up there the other day to go pick him up. And he's like, oh, take me to the mall real quick. And I go to the mall and I see something like, man, that girl looks familiar. And I see a gang of kids just come out of the car with that. I'm like, how old am I that there's this many kids just rolling about the car? But it happens quick. And you got no kids? None. Just my nephew, but not, not my actual kid. Are no you, kids that I know of. Are you trying to... Uh, or, or should I say, are we trying to trying to beat beat national city stereotypes? Is that you know? That was that was that was probably objective number one. Uh, was make sure I got about national city with no kids. But I mean, when we were growing up, it was it felt like every year there were two or three people that just dropped out or had kids because of it. And I just remember in my mind, I was like, oh, that's not going to be me. So for a while, it was always like, no, nah, I'm not I'm making sure I don't have kids. I'll do whatever I can to make sure I don't have kids. And then. My sister had I'm my not nephew. Get, I'm not like, getting laid on purpose, y'all. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's what I tell myself. That was, that was part of the reason. But now yeah, this is a choice. This is a choice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was I was chubby and weird back then too, so it, it it was tougher when you're younger. But yeah, after my sister had my nephew, I was like, I definitely don't want to have kids until I'm ready. So okay, I don't think. I mean, I don't have kids. I mean, and I have three nephews. My brother has three he just had another one Man. in november um he's doing plenty for both of us you know <laughs> uh, so but uh i don't think you're ever gonna be ready like ready ready you know like you're never yeah. gonna be like oh fuck yeah i got this like you know what i mean because like once it like I even even taking care i've taken care of my nephews for the weekend overnight mm -hmm. and whatnot but then it's when like you know when you get up and you're just like oh fuck or you know you don't want to do shit and they're just like yeah ah, i'm hungry and you know <laughs> But it's also That's not that much. bad. I think a lot of people like, you know, it's just like, you, Always, don't, you don't need to be watching them like, you know, like just straight the whole time. Like, yeah, let them go play. Like, you know, I, I always used to get in trouble because I think I, I got I got used to playing uncle or like the the friend of people who got kids. And I was like, yeah, it's not that easy. I'll watch your kids. It's no problem. It's like, why are you guys always complaining? There's got to be something to like that, that 12 hour gap when you're not there that everybody's always talking about. I used to make jokes about how I got a dog. So, you know, 
that can't be that big of a deal. It can't be that different. My dog's annoying too, but I usually get flack for that too. But I don't know. My dog bites somebody. I get in trouble. Your kid does it. Oh, and really my dad, you got a, you had a you got a pit bull too, no? Yeah, yeah. So then it's a little different. Know, everybody gets all scared. The stakes are a little bit higher with me, but but no, it's yeah. To your point about, uh, I don't know if, if people will ever be ready. I think I had in my mind for a long time. I was just like, oh, I'm gonna get to this certain point in time. Like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a degree and I'll get a good job and I'll get this, I'll get that, and then, I, and then I'll feel ready. But yeah. nah, what I meant, what I meant specifically for that situation was like, I'm not gonna be like 18 without like a real path forward and not know what I'm doing, and then like have a bunch of kids like you that. Want, you don't want to lose, <laughs> you don't want to lose your football scholarship. There you go. <laughs> I remember when I was doing stand up. There was a a guy I was doing stand up with. He was like. I don't know, 35, 36 or something, yeah. you know? And he was going to the, he told me one night, he's like, oh, like my wife's pregnant. And then, you know, I was like, oh, damn, you know? Like, and and then like we got to the comedy club and he told some people and they were like, congrats, man, this and that. And later on, I was like, hey man, oh yeah, congrats. Like, I was like, I don't know why when you told me, cause I was like 23 at the time, you know what I mean? I was yeah. like, he was 36, you know? And it was, hey, congrats, congrats. And for me, I was like, Oh Damn. shit, man! What are you gonna do about your football scholarship? <laughs> you still going to USC? Like, yeah, like oh. In my head, I was just like, "Fuck, bro!" <laughs> I was like, "He's exactly. a thirty-six-year-old dude." <laughs> in my head, I was just like, "Oh shit, dude! What are you gonna do about that?" You know? I always, I always forget. Like, there's like certain social cues that you're supposed to remember to do, and I'll, I'll have like those stupid moments. Where I'll be like, "Oh," like people will say. Uh, it's, it's when you're having a baby and they're like, oh, congratulations. Sometimes I'll be like, oh, I'll think about it for myself. I'm like, damn, I would not want to have a kid right now. Like, that would fuck up my whole shit right here. I can't be doing all yeah. that. Or when someone gets divorced, I remember one time I said, congratulations. Oh, I think you're supposed to say but sorry, but I said. <laughs> that sounds like, if, if that's somebody that knows you, I think that sounds like a, such a Paulo's thing to say. Hey, man. But that, that's how I felt. That's how I felt. I was just like, all right, because. We were in a setting where it was like, I knew him personally. I didn't know the other two people we were with. And he, he said it. It was like in this moment, we're having a couple of beers. I'm like mid-sip. And he said it. And I was like, ah, congratulations. And, and I, I saw the look from two people. And I was like, oh, I mean, uh, did you want this? Is that is this what you wanted? I don't like, like, I didn't know what to say anymore. But my instinct was if, if it's ending because you wanted to, it's got to be a good thing, right? I mean, I, I you don't get to the point of divorce, like, you know, from one day to another, I guess, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Social cues. I'm still learning them, I guess. At 32. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I was kind of like, it's also like more just the the culture, right? Like you fucking grow up in a place where you're like, oh fuck. I mean, I don't. I mean, like I said, if I if I had a kid right now, I would. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't be scared of it or anything. Yeah. You know what I mean. And also, like when people do, like like you even just said, oh man, it would fuck up everything. Like, would it though? Well, that was five years ago would have. Cause I was like, yeah. oh, fuck boy, shit. I had my whole, I had my whole. Well, that was uh, <laughs> oh, you got your different group chats and your exactly your four I, Instagrams and you. <laughs> I had a whole routine. You can't, you can't take a baby on on a Tinder date. It just doesn't work your, that way. Your little burner accounts and everything. <laughs> That's too uh, much. Too no. much work. No, honestly, right now you're right though. I, I think I feel like you like your late twenties is kind of when you start to figure out who the hell you really are, and at that point, anything that comes to your life i think you can handle it's not a big deal but before that when you're trying to figure out who the hell you are and what you want to do and what you're doing that's when i think you'd have that like oh 
that fear that everything is going to change and I can't control it. It's just like that, that innate feeling of my whole life as I knew it is going to be different from now on. And that fear is what I'm talking about. But yeah, well, I think that some people don't like, some people can have like a, like say like a steady job, like, you know, by mm -hmm. the time they're like 24 or something and get in and, and you know, they're seeing money of like, let's say a $60,000 salary when they're 24, they're like, fuck. You know what I mean? And so then a lot of the times they don't, they don't get to that point of like, you know, oh shit, I'm figuring shit out still. There's like, well, I got a good job. If I just save up, I'll get a house. And, exactly. You know, but they don't really kind of push themselves to another level because they're like, well, this has been good. And if I just keep doing this, then I'll get, have 75 and, you know, in my salary in four years or whatever. You know what I mean? That's exactly it. I think it's, it's weird. Cause I think you get, I don't know. High school teaches you like there's certain things you got to do. There's like, you got to get a certain grade. You got to take these classes. And once you do that, there's something next. And you have that like structure and then you go to college and it's a little different, but it's, it's the same in a lot of ways. And then you come out of that and nothing is that way. There's no, like, there's no report card that you get to do. There's no, like, that's what I always like, tell people. You can do, there's people that thrive <laughs> in that environment, right? The, the mm -hmm. educational environment. Cause it's like, you do X, Y, and Z, you'll get this result. You know, yeah. and, and they like that because like, okay, I'm doing well, I'm doing well. But then it's like you get out in the fucking real world and like me, for example, I, no more. I was in, you know, doing stand up. I was it's always been I've always been kind of in entrepreneurship to some degree. You know, we mm -hmm. started a business four years ago, um, didn't make one single fucking dollar for like six months. And even after yeah. that, it wasn't like, oh, now it's coming in, it's rolling in. No, I mean, there's still, you know, but it's like. What what do you what do you do in those times? You know what I mean. Like fucking nothing's happening. Like, you know what I mean. Like fucking. That's that's exactly yeah. So that's why. So I think a majority of people, especially the ones who come out of high school and then college, you spent what twenty some odd years of your life in that structure. Here's what you do, and then they throw you in the real world. And I feel like you start to cling for like, all right, if I just get the stable job, and then the stable thing with a with a promotion, and then I'll get a house because that's what everybody else is doing. You just try to kind of follow a, a plan that you think is supposed to be there. And then you get hit in the face with life and like, oh shit. Well, that was one of the things I always envied about the way you did it though. Cause I, I was always like, damn, that would be cool to just try stand up, just to go do it. But in my mind I had like, well, I got bills to pay and I got, I got a family to help. I got to help take I care mean, of, those, I got all this. Those shits are still there. You know, that's the <laughs> I thing. Know, that's you know? I, I was <laughs> like, I don't know how you had the courage to do it. But even now, like I'm 32, I'm, I'm about to go back to school after making fun of school for the last like 10 minutes. Oh, you're going but back to school? <laughs> I think so. That's the plan anyway. Why? I mean, I'm yeah. not, I'm not like, why, bro? <laughs> no, but like, really, because no. I think, I think that I was, I was at a point too, before we started the business that, mm -hmm. um, and I've been in like stand up was basically entrepreneurship. I had to do all my own shit. I had a 1099 mm -hmm. myself, all that shit, you know, like, so yeah. that way, you know, I did my own taxes as well, <laughs> you know, took accounting and shit, you know, but yeah. like I was gonna, when I came back, cause my dad had passed away, um, mm -hmm. And, and and I came back and I was like, okay, let me get like a job. Let me figure this shit out. And I was like, you know what? Like, I, and I started touching on a bunch of different things. I didn't do real estate, but like everybody, I was like, hmm, what's there? Like people make money in real estate. Let me see yeah. what this is about. And I did some research here and there and then blah, blah, blah. And I'd always done marketing. But anyways, long story short was like kind of, I was like, maybe I should get my MBA. You know, maybe JD right. MBA, maybe, you know, hey, fuck it. I mean, I'm not, a, I'm, not I'm a smart guy. I could, I could pull it off if I wanted to. Yeah. And I went did the whole GMAT thing. And then, and then I forgot who told me, oh, my buddy who actually has his MBA mm -hmm. told me, don't get it. Really? And he, and he was like, you know, and, and I was like, why? And he, it actually works, uh, works for Sempra. 
Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, uh, he, and he was like, because you're different. He was like, you're not going to benefit from an MBA. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, dude, you're not going to learn in an MBA how to run a business. You're going to learn how to yeah. do accounting and statistics and, you know, business model and shit like that. He's like, but that's not who you are. You know right. what I mean? It's not going to benefit you. So then I told myself when I, when, like when we started this and I came in at the inception of it, I didn't necessarily mm -hmm. come up with the idea, but it was like, okay, we need somebody like you to help us kind of get this going, you know, on the marketing side. Mm -hmm. um, and basically I told myself, all right, fucking self MBA kind of like whatever I got to right. do in these two years, I'm to whatever learn. I got to learn to invest in buy books and shit like that. And I'm going to just throw myself into the fucking lion's den and just like, you know, I'm a, that's how I'm going to mm -hmm. learn. This is going to be my MBA. And yeah. that's all I have learned. I mean, and, and I had the imposter syndrome, right? And I'm, I'm pretty sure we can cover that, as, you know, kind of with what you're doing. I mean, you're at a pretty, um, you've been a pretty big company and, and, and also like you went to a pretty big school and shit like that, you know, like uh, when you started at USD, which is another thing I wanted to ask you, but it's just yeah. like, it's, it's like, oh shit, like. I don't know shit. And then I started getting on phone calls with CMOs and shit like that. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, fuck, they don't know shit. Like, you know, <laughs> and they're making $200,000 a year. And I'm over here tripping because, oh, well, I, I don't deserve this because I don't know anything, you know? Yeah. Well, so to, to answer your first question about why, right? Because I, I struggled with that when I was first, when I was first thinking about applying. It's for worst of all, it's something I've had since I was like 13, right? I always know I get my master's degree in something. I didn't know where I'd get it in. Half of that is just like the cultural, you're supposed to, the people who get more degrees do better in life think. And the other half is just like personal achievement. I always done well in school and I, I kind of like define part of who I was by just yeah. achievement I could get at that certain level. So I, as a base, it was always like something I was, I wanted to do. And then again, it's been 10 years since I was in school. I didn't do it for that long for a reason. The only reason I'm thinking about doing it now is one, I do pretty well in corporate America. Like I, I figure it out. I can think with these people. I can run with these people. I know how to move ahead. I know how to push things forward, but you get to sort of a ceiling there where until you either have experience and you're typecasted or something, or you have an MBA or some other advanced degree of certification. And they're like, all right, we're willing to give you a shot at this other thing. Yeah. And rather than wait for five years more of experience for me, it was like, let me just speed this up. It's a two-year MBA. I'm going through the scholarship program because I'm not paying for school again. That's for yeah, never going to be that again. Ask, Hell no. But uh, if all goes as planned, I'll get It'll be full tuition paid for. I just got to figure out living expenses, which is doable. And then You're going it's a top time? 20. Yeah. So that's part of the program. It's called the consortium. It's a, it's a scholarship slash fellowship program. They got agreements with like 25 of the top 50 MBA programs out there. And then they try to help, uh, I guess, people who, who've had underprivileged backgrounds growing up, first generations out of college, uh, women, people of color who just, they want a seat in the big corporate rooms, but they have... Uh, difficulty get. You know what I've been seeing is that that um the buy. So I, I'm doing that one. You seen that? Yeah, I think that's is that the right word now? Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> I don't like, know what it means, but I see it everywhere. I saw it. That's exactly what I was. I was like, I keep seeing this thing everywhere. What is it? One day I googled it, and it was it's like uh um fuck. I don't know, what's biracial what's or something. No, it's it's like every every word is, means something. It's not the. It's an acronym. Yeah, it's an acronym. People of color is the POC. POC, yeah. POC yeah, yeah. is people of color. But, I don't know what the BI is. By, Pac. You know, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, bl know. Black, indigenous, and people of color. So you're not even people of color. You're black. I guess so. Is <laughs> yeah. that a color anymore? <laughs> I thought it was all the colors. That's what I'm figuring. That's different. I, I, that feels a little redundant. If black isn't a people of color, what is? Yeah. I don't know. 
<laughs> but yeah, so they've been around since the 50s. And it was basically just one guy who was the CEO at a big corporation was just like, we have a lot of talented people who happen to be black and they just, they don't see a path forward. They don't see a way into the room. And he yeah. kind of kept seeing every boardroom I go to, every chamber that I sit on, every big group that I'm a part of, it's all white faces. There's no representation. So he started this thing on his own accord in St. Louis in the 50s. And it's been growing ever since. Yeah. So if that, the, that was the only way. I remember I told myself four years ago, because I had in my mind, like, like unfulfilled from a school and business standpoint, if I got this, I would feel like I've done everything I wanted to do. And then I could yeah. move on to something else if I felt like it. But, uh, but yeah, if, if it all goes as planned, they'll pay for everything. I go to a top 25 MBA program and then I figure out something else. And I can either stay within my, my company and energy industry or step into a new one, but it gives me more options. And I think that's, that's the biggest push for me right now is, I don't know what the next 10 year has in old, but the last 10 were all right. They're pretty damn good if I have to say so. But I just want, I want to make sure I'm not limiting myself in the next 10. And this just feels like one of the things, if I wanted to stay in corporate America in any way, yeah. it's just good to have. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that, like, as you're saying, like the past 10 years, like obviously we're sitting here and we're like, oh, fuck, like it's been so long or whatever. <laughs> but like the same thing, like when I was talking about like the pregnancy stuff with my buddy that was 35, I remember mm -hmm. when I was 23 that I was like, 35 seems so far ahead. It seems so yep. old, you know? And now I'm like, shit, 35 is young. Right <laughs> it's <Yeah>. young. <laughs> I got all kinds of shit to do. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. I used to see a 35 year old, like, damn. What's that fool gonna do to retire? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, Man, I we I don't know if that's just how the whole world grew up, but I felt like after 25, everything was downhill. That's how everybody made it seem. Like that's just kind of where things peak. But now it's like, bro, you I see, didn't start living until you see I was fools 25. losing their hair and shit. <laughs> Sam was losing them. We were seniors in high school. Oh, shit. <laughs> I hope, I hope, bro. I'm gonna have to start and comb it in. Oh, you got that. Like, you got that uh, that gorilla glue on the. I'm gonna have to do it. Bro. I saw that. Everybody saw that was a problem. Like this might be a real solution for me. I would just never have it forever fade. Just stuck right here. But no, I. It just that's how it felt. It was like as soon as you got to 25, everything was different. Everybody, I mean, people had kids and wives, and they were trying to buy houses and stuff at 25. And I was like, hey, good, good for you. I'm happy with what I'm doing. But I felt like I just. I was I sipping on a four loco. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to figure out what this four loco I was telling you, one time I was with my, my buddy and he brought like, I think it was his cousin or his cousin brought a friend or something. He was some cholo ass fool. Yeah. And he was telling us a story. He was like, oh man, he's like, we went out to the fucking bar and this and that. And this fool handed me a fucking cuatro loco. And I was like, what the fuck is this, homie? And it took me a second and I was like, wait, you just really? said four loco. He <laughs> <laughs> just called it a cuatro loco. I was like, dude, that just sounds fucking crazy. That's just... I don't even want to drink a four loco. I definitely don't want to drink a cuatro loco. Like, bro. no, that's not even scarier. <laughs> no, I mean, we were drinking four locos back when they were still like they'd be illegal today for whatever the hell they used to. Oh, we we're drinking sparks. Oh, that's what it was. Ugh. Remember that shit looked like a battery. Yeah, it tasted like one too. Yeah, too. <laughs> yeah. The fuck it. Well, talk about the the. Remember we used to hit up the party lines. If you're looking the for the party, party, you remember oh. the party cruise, party cruise, and you call like somebody turn off their phone and it was their voicemail. Yeah. If you're taking the 805 South, you're going to get off on H and you're fucking like. Uh, that's, that's another 15 year ago thing that I can't even believe, man. Damn. MySpace. No, no, no four locos, no MySpace, no party. My cruise. bulletins used to crack and I was like, hey, the party's going down. <laughs> you did always know where the damn party was at, though. 
Yeah, I had to do it for Luca. <laughs> when is he gonna come out of here, man? You know what? You, you know what? You took his spot, bro. No, I'm Did just I? kidding. No, I told him if he wanted to come on uh, today, which today is Sunday, February 28th, so people know that I got you in on Black History Month. Like, we made well, the, we we had made the cut. We, the, the obligatory. That, when you said that, man, we <laughs> like, hey, you you just trying to get me in for Black History Month? I was like, oh man, I didn't even. I was like, I was like, I didn't think of it that way, but yes, yes, that's this good. Is no, good. Like, this, that's good, good actually. Um, this is the Wakanda Forever podcast. Is that what? About the yeah, so wait, we're gonna get him into. Uh, he said tomorrow, but I was like, dude, I, I can't get you in at 10 a.m. on Monday. Uh, so I was trying to get him in today, but he didn't respond. That'd be good, though, huh? I said it'd be good to see that guy on here. It's been a minute. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, he's uh, I want I was gonna go out there, um, because I got the Rona and I was like, fuck it, might as well travel. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Call me irresponsible, but hey, fuck single-handedly out. get people to herd immunity all by yourself. I mean, no, I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm not <laughs> contagious anymore. You know, I'm just playing. Yeah. You just got the antibodies, is what you mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know, so get out there and fucking you know whatever. At least I, I was do gonna miss, go hit him up. I do miss traveling, man. Is he? He's in Italy now. Yeah, he's in. He was in London for a few years, and uh, dang. And he was a, uh, it sounds fancy, but to them, it's just London. It's just, you know, it's a fucking train ride away. Just don't throw away, mate. You know? That's true. That's true. It is crazy. Over there, it's like, then. it's like the same shit as like you, like you going to Texas. It's the same shit because the, yeah, within the EU, so. you can work with it within other countries. You know what I mean? Oh, it's and just, there's no, there's no That's, that's the whole that? point of the European Union, you know, is All it right. creates like a United States kind of deal, you know, and you could travel and you could work in France, you could work, you know what I mean? Man, that's true. Yeah, I didn't know, but that's no, that's good for him. I still. That's why Brexit's such a fucking issue. Brexit's a whole like it's fucking everything up. For years, I was trying to figure out. For years now, for the last year, I was trying to figure out why everybody was so pissed about Brexit. I didn't know what was going on. I gotta learn more about politics, I guess. Yeah, no, Brexit's a, it's an issue because it's it's like NAFTA, right? If you know NAFTA, you know it's like it it's it creates those those avenues and shit like that, and it it just it's a fucking mess. It's a whole nope. It's essentially a, a. it's a Donald Trump type of thing, you know. It's like us against them, and they're fucking us, and blah blah blah, you know. So, uh oh, do freeze. Looking like ozone right now. Let's see if you see come me? back. Oh no, he's back. Okay, am I back? Right. You you froze. You look like ozone from uh from what? Frozone or what's his name from Incredibles? Oh, I forget. I think it's frozen. Come on, you come on. How many superheroes you got, man? You got to know them all. Two. <laughs> no. No. You got you got that guy Frozone or Ozone, whatever. Black Panther. Black Panther. And, uh, what's the Black Lightning? Magic Lightning? Something oh, like that guy too. Like... No, Static Shock. You remember Static, Static Shock. Shock? There you go. That was Here's... the one. And then you got Kazam. Don't forget Kazam. True. I want to forget Kazam, though. That movie was horrible. <laughs> um, and then what's his name? Uh, Jamie Foxx was, was that. Uh, he was Jamie that Fox. El- Electro. I didn't see that one. Yeah, it was on. It was Spider Man. on Spider Man. What? Yeah. Wow, well, I gotta go see this one. I didn't know Jamie Foxx did anything Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, Jamie Foxx, and then what's the other one? Oh, you got Will Smith. Deadshot. Yeah, and, and uh, Han- Hancock. No, oh, that one too. But no, the <laughs> other one he did the the oh, Justice oh. League. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is it Killshot? I think it is Killshot. Yeah. 
But then you all, you know, when you said that you do well in corporate America, I immediately thought pursuit of happiness. I was like, you really, yeah. you just, you're really in pursuit of happiness. I'm at one of those you know? moments. That's that's what I'm looking for. It's one of those moments that it all kind of pays off. Just, oh yeah, and then and then you still, they still throw time. you back in the office, and they're like, yeah. they're putting you in meetings you shouldn't be in. Why am I in this meeting? It's like you just got to put the black guy in there, just put him in there. It's the name of the game. No, it's it's different now. I feel like people talk about things in in corporate America how it was 20 years ago, where uh, it just you had to fight for every opportunity to get in one of those rooms and you were lucky to get there. Now I'm, I'm always worried. Like, am I here just cause you know, I'm the, I'm the person of color that made it through the recruitment stuff or am I here? Cause, cause I'm good at this and you guys value my, my contributions to this place. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's only the last couple of years where all this stuff where um, for better or worse, I mean, the, this movements to kind of really push for, for diversity and inclusion across the board. I'm glad it's happening. I just wonder, I always have to second guess it. Like, how much of this is because you guys believe in this, and how much of this is because you think you're gonna get political backlash if you don't do it? Yeah, but, I, I mean, I, it's funny. Like when they try to maybe ask your opinion on something about maybe like something, something about the South or something. You're like, fuck, I don't know. I'm from San Diego, bro. Dude, <laughs> so, so, let me tell you. Like, we had we had. Uh, it, so it was last July when all the George Floyd stuff was popping off. So we had this thing in our company called like this employee spotlight thing, right? Where like they highlight an employee and what they do for the company and blah, blah. And I was like, oh, this is cool. We had, we done like. Uh-oh. Freezing again. He's freezing. Frozone. Am I back now? He's back, yeah. All right. Uh, so so they pinged me and she, the, the, one of the ladies on the team was like, hey, we would really like for you to be a part of this thing. Uh, would you would you be willing to be an employee spotlight? And I was like, well, like the timing was just off. I was like, it's the day after all these riots. Like, what are these guys worried about? The company had made a statement. You, so you I, want to make a statement? What? I'm just well, no, I'm like, make a statement yeah, for the entire what's, company. What's uh, going on here? She was like, I don't know why. I mean, I'm about? thinking something very fucking racist, but I'm thinking like, you know, the, I'm thinking you got to go out and be like, they always been real good to me. They always, <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they, they so treat me well. <laughs> like the yeah, shit, man. I had like, this battle, man, where I was like, I was, I was talking to all these people. I'm talking to like friends at HR. Like, wait a minute. To, like, fuck that. You're like thinking, yeah. Oh, that, yeah. Well, so I was like, are they doing this? Because because it's like the timing was just off. And so I talked to like 10 people. And finally, I was just like, you know, I'm going to call a lady and ask her. So I called her and I was like, why? Look, I, I appreciate you you wanting me to be a part of this, but like, why me? Why now? Because I needed to know. And she was like, oh, well, you know, we've had you on our mind for a while. And then like she mm. listed off all these contributions and like different mm-hmm. volunteer activities I had done. And I was like, all right, she had to practice this or this is genuine. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna give it a bit of that. It was actually genuine. But no, she's actually a sweet lady. She was, she really meant it. She was like, no, we, we just want more people. You're one of the few young people in our company who volunteers, does stuff. And we just, we wanted to highlight all your contributions. And then hopefully- you saying that you're out there doing those things will inspire other people to come do it too. And I was like, all right, cool. So there's no company line. There's no like, they's, they's pays me well. Like none of that shit. <laughs> it was none of that. But thankfully it was none of that. But I, I did have a moment of like, man, the timing of this is just off. I don't like it. But turns out it was all good. And, and my company, Separate Energy for for now, I mean, they're, they're truly trying to be committed to this diversity yeah. and inclusion stuff. So you don't want to be the Samuel Jackson in uh, Django, huh? Man, that's, I was like, when they blew out his knees, I was like, yo! God. <laughs> I, was like, I, I, would, 
I was way too happy about that scene when it happened. I hated <laughs> But yeah, I mean, that's, that, that is something. It always comes to mind when you see all this stuff and they ask you to volunteer for it. I'm, I'm just like, half of it is there's just nobody else. <laughs> it's just not that much representation. And then the other half is just like, uh, well, let, let's hope. It's because I'm doing well and they're actually doing it. So well, I, I got faith. What I was gonna say is that, like, sometimes, like you're saying, like when you when you said, "Oh, you know, she's a sweet lady," and blah blah. I think, I think, I mean, and there's a lot of really, you know, I guess it sounds weird. There's a lot of really nice white people out there. Like, you know, there's some, good, there's, some there's some good ones. You know, it's the same shit they say about us, right? Like, the same shit they say about us, right? They're like, "Oh, you one of the good ones." No, no, but I'm saying, like, you know, because um, sometimes it's just they, 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 they it's literal ignorance they grew up sheltered they don't they don't understand you know like like you said like social cues that like they understand different social cues you don't understand yeah. the say you know the congratulations one and the oh exactly. shit i'm having a baby one but they get you know they don't get like different social cues like so for example um one of my friends he like went out with a co-worker you know when it's co-workers mm -hmm. and it's like the family and it's yeah. very like it's very you know you're not really friends maybe and then, oh this guy right. yeah i work with him but i'm cool with these guys but this guy yeah i, I know him mm -hmm. and so he took his kids or whatever and then the, his wife started talking to his kids you know mm -hmm. and started like you know so oh, what's up and then she like looks at her and was like oh do they do they speak uh english or something like that she said something like or do they understand <laughs> english or something like that you know and she was like he, yeah, like what the fuck? We're talking English. Like, uh, why did the kids talk English? You know what I mean? And but they was just very like, yeah, you know, yeah. And and it, it, it you know, it was like a little barbecue, or whatever. And it went on, you know, whatever. But the next day, she called her, like crying. So so sorry, mm. I didn't say that. But I guess they went back home. He's like, why did you say that to him or something? Like you know, like. <laughs> So they're all having this whole battle over something that they were like, yeah, of course. They of course, fucking, yeah, move whatever. on. It's like, I, what, every time I see all this stuff, and, and I mean, like, the George Floyd stuff, or yeah, or like this happened or that happened, I don't know why, I don't know about you, but it, I, I get it, it, you know, we like, you know, the outrage and shit like that, but it's yeah. also like, do we, we become, and it's a bad thing to say, but we also become desensitized to it. You know, like the whole USC 100%. thing, the whole USC thing where they're paying. I'm just like, oh, like you know, yeah. for their kids to get in. And I was like, yeah, like, did we not know that was happening? Like, is this news? <laughs> I never knew that was happening. You know, exactly. No, it is. I, so I think half of it is just like there's this over, you're just bombarded with it all the time, every day. And it's like, I don't know. I don't have the energy to, to react to something I see all the time. So I can understand here and there, like, I'm serious about this cause or I want to get behind this. Sure. But like, dude, my dad has the TV on 24-7. It's always some CNN or some other thing. And oh, I'm like, dude, all they're doing. You scary. You're like all scared of some shit. Follows. You know he's, what's going on in Eritrea. Yeah. Like, he's, he's always he's, 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 coming at me with the Mufasa voice, terrified of something else going on. We're going, like, we're going back, back to him. I mean, but that's pretty much it. He's, hey, well, always, he's always, he's constantly seeing it. And I'm just like, I don't, I barely have enough emotional range to like, get through my own day with everything else going on. Yeah, I, don't, I, just, point, I was watching too much news. And I was like, no, yeah. stop. Well, especially the last year, so it's easy to do it. But yeah, to your to your point about being desensitized to it, I just don't know how much of the same type of thing you can see over and over again and then still have like a strong emotional response to it. For me, I like I have to be reserved with it. I just don't have 
I don't have enough energy to be mad about everything all the time. And I know a lot of people who just all day on Facebook, just fighting with people about something yeah. and debating something else. I and just can't that, do it. That fits perfectly into what we were talking about before we started recording with the, can- <laughs> the cancel culture, you know? Yeah. <laughs> because like um, somebody was talking about the fucking, uh, the, 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 Kardashians or the Jenners, whatever they um, oh. they're like selling tequila, and somebody was like, "Oh, like don't buy their tequila." There's Mexicans that work really hard, and blah blah blah. And you know, yeah, fuck them. I don't care. I'm not saying yeah. you know buy it, but buy their stuff. Yeah, yeah, like who cares? Don't buy it. It's, it's more than likely shitty tequila. I'm gonna stick to the good shit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I know what I like. <laughs> um, but I did buy the Rocks tequila just because I'm a big Rock fan. You know, but it was okay. I'm gonna buy some of that Snoop wine just to see. Oh, the one where the old, he's got that old ass like fucking picture on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From like but, Baby Boy or something. I forget what movie it's from. Oh, Baby Boy. Don't, don't take me there, bro. <laughs> Maybe some tacos, even. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that movie. My bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. We're going to find a Yeah, you put it down. <laughs> Maybe some tacos. Anyways. Um, uh, my point was like you could find with this whole cancel culture is you could find something wrong on everybody. You know what I mean? Hey, yeah. Paulos, when you were a junior in high school, you did this and that or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh yeah, it's, I did. Like, whoa, whoa, I easy. can't undo that. You know, like, you know, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what point people are supposed to draw the line. Like, at some point, you 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 have to be allowed to be like a stupid person, right? Like to be a dumb kid and make mistakes and learn not, from them. Otherwise, even that. it's all fake. It, not even that. I think it's like like they're saying like, oh well, like if you drink Casamigos, oh well, that's Clooney. Well, so Clooney's okay, and the, and they they're not. Oh, drink fucking Teremana. Uh, oh, that's the Rock. He's also not Mexican. Like you right. know what I mean. And then oh well, drink Patron. Well, that's Paul Mitchell. Like mm-hmm. what? Well, it's all fake. <laughs> it's all fake outrage. Every single one of it. It's it's just there's there's no real point to it. People are just kind of nitpicking. If you want to get like that's that's how I always think of it. It's like if you. If you stare at something long enough, you'd find a reason to get mad at it. I think if if showering was invented today, there'd be people debating it. Like, oh yeah, you shouldn't be showering. There's gonna there's gonna be people finding a reason to get mad at something or anything. Cancel yeah. culture just it, I think this is just like the the ugly side of social media and like the technological age. It's just there's always gonna be somebody who's mad or, or making some stupid point, and now we just put a mic in their face. Or yeah. amplify their shit on social media. Wait, are you talking about me? You just, I mean, always I, someone, I you there's always someone stupid that. with a mic in their face. All right. <laughs> All right. I don't know if you pick up on that. You are smart, man. You, you are lying. There's always some stupid with a mic in his face some, and a backwards hat. and a... <laughs> yeah, well, you know I guess guys. one thing that I had when uh, I, I genuinely feel that, like, you know, and, you know, we've, we've known each other a long time. I always, and I think to some degree also the fact that you were a year older and like you went to college and stuff like that and we were good friends. I was like, you know what? Like, I got, I can't, I gotta, I gotta do my shit. Cause like, it's like, you know, when you surround yourself around people who are doing shit, you're like, oh, fuck, yeah. like, I gotta get on mine. I remember like going to your dorm and shit at, at USD. And then, oh, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that's what I was gonna comment on is that I think it was a very mature decision when you left USD. You know? It was tough, man. It was, I'm sure it, it wasn't was an easy decision, but it's a, it's a very, it was a very mature because not a lot of people would have done it because not only did you leave usd you started going southwestern yeah you know? it was and a huge there's other people that could be like apollos pa- <laughs> like weren't you at usd and like but like i said in in hindsight or as a mature decision you'd be like yeah bro like that was bullshit where you were going to get set up with and a lot of people they'll take on the fucking four hundred thousand in fucking yeah. debt or whatever you know like well 
that was that was like I think that was the one that that changed it. There was a girl we used to go to high school with that that was at USD when I was there. She was about a year older than me, and I remember her talking about uh, how she was changing her major again. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, how how much longer you to be in school? Blah blah. One thing came to another. She's talking about how she's gonna be like three hundred fifty grand in debt by the end of her of her bachelor's degree. And I was like, three hundred and fifty grand, like, yeah, damn, like, like I was. And then they're like, yeah, I'm gonna do social work. Yeah, well, that's she was. She's she was a psychology major, and she was gonna. She's actually was yeah, gonna you better open up your own practice and everything if you're gonna try to make that money back. Because you, right? you know, well, that's that's. I mean, I mean realistically. Like, I'm not trying to shit on anybody's, you know, profession yeah, or their choices. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, I'm not, I'm not saying like, hey, if you want to go do that, yeah, no, but, no, but no. be real. Like that's that's what I'm saying. It was a mature decision for you to say, hey, what are the numbers here? You know, what's well, yeah, what's the return? Because nobody nobody ever put it to me like that, right? Like you show up to school and day one, they, somebody's right there to sign you up for a, a credit card. Not a good idea. You sign all these papers. You don't really know what the hell's going on. Not a good idea. And then at the end of my first semester, so they were like, look. You went out and bought me. a Geo Prism. Yeah, I did. <laughs> cash, $500, straight cash. No, uh, I did that, but, but I did it at the end of the first semester. So like they signed it and they were like, oh yeah, you got a scholarship. I'm happy about it. I'm like, oh, this is great. And then at the end of the first semester, I see it and they're like, all right, you got to go sign this loan document now. I'm like, loan document? And they're like, yeah, oh, you know, you basically, you got a half scholarship. And then as each year goes on, you get less money from the school. So you're basically paying full tuition by the fourth year. So we're going to help you the first three. But I was like, all they're doing is like helping me dig this hole deeper. I wasn't really learning much at USD. It was like, I don't know, freshman year of college is a tough time for anyone. For me, I was surrounded by all these kids who had a ton of money, too much. Like, like they had way, they're way ahead of me in terms of schooling and everything. And all anybody ever wanted to do was have fun. So I was trying to keep up with them while going to school, while working at In-N-Out, while doing yeah. all this stuff. And like, I, I just, I had a minute when I, I, I stopped and looked at it and I was like, I can't be 50 grand in debt next year when I'm three years away from a full degree. Like what's going on here? But yeah, it was tough. I, I just didn't really have an option. And then that was, I think that was one of the hardest times because I hit depression for the first time not long after that. Cause I left USD. I, I went back to go live with my dad for like a, a month. Couldn't do that for very long. And then I felt like I was right back to where I didn't want to be. I'm stuck in National City. I'm living with my dad. I'm working at, at In-N-Out flipping burgers. Hey, I'm man. Like, I'm the joke. Hey, know, man. Ain't nothing wrong with now. <laughs> hey, you got me hired, motherfucker. <laughs> I did. I did. Like, there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with In-N-Out. But for, for me, I just had like, oh, this was like a temporary thing. And I'm going to get past it. And once I didn't have USD or, or a four-year degree like right in front of me, in my mind, I was like, oh, there's no future. I, I can't see a path out of this. I had to start over. You're like, USD I couldn't, I couldn't cut over. it or whatever, even though yeah, it was your like, decision to kind of like wait it was even though it was my decision that's like everybody around me was like well well well, well you left you're going to southwest southwestern that's you gotta like explain part two this like, whole thing to, yeah <laughs> yeah and i had to tell i had to explain to everybody like oh no this was really just like a sidestep and i'm gonna i'm gonna head back to sdsu where no i can actually afford it. to go I'm there get back <laughs> in it yeah <laughs> but it was tough man because i i think i i i hit that little wall because i was working at the county of san diego and at in and out i was working probably 35, almost 40 hours a week between the two jobs because nobody wanted to pay you full time. And then I was juggling school. I was helping out with my nephew or my dad. I was helping out at home. I was doing all this stuff. And I just, I was tired. I was tired all the time. I didn't know what to do. And then it wasn't until I think I took 
a summer off, I just was like, I'm just not going to take summer classes. Like I don't need to do this every single summer and every spring and every winter. I'm just going to take one off. Oh, you were trying to fast track it. You were trying to like, yeah. Cause I was like, I had to get back into school. I had to get back into school. And I, I just didn't know what that was going on, but I hit that low point, And then I think I talked to my uncle and he was like, you know, I went to Southwestern college. And I was like, what? <laughs> He's got his degree in electrical engineering. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, oh yeah. Like, I showed up to the university and I was like, I couldn't do it. I couldn't hack it. I like almost flunked out. So I just, I passed, I basically, what's it called when you just like throw out all the grades or whatever, you just, he pulled in the middle of school year and was like, as if, as if he never went there. Pulling out? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> My family's from Africa. We don't really know that method that well. But no. <laughs> My dad got 10 brothers and sisters. I'm not joking when I say that. Uh, but, but yeah, that's so, but, but just knowing that somebody else was going through something I went through some something similar. I was just like, all right, this, it just helped me see, like, it wasn't as bad as I was making it out to be. I didn't have to carry this like quiet feeling of like, Oh damn, I'm, I'm never going to get past this. I just made like a mistake that I can never correct, but that's how it felt. Right. Like all I had was more work at dead end jobs and then school at some trash ass community college that I hated. No, yeah. no disrespect to Southwestern. It's actually a pretty good college if you gotta go there. <laughs> That's just my mindset at the time. Well, but it's it's a stepping stone, right? It's like a for me, it was. Yeah, I mean, and, and some people can get their associates or whatever, maybe. Mm -hmm. But like, it it's one of those things that like like you're saying, oh, for your career, like you either got to do this or you got to get that, you know. And a lot of people in education, like uh, my cousin, he's like, I got to get my master's if I want to start making more money as a teacher. You know, mm -hmm. it's just a fact. You know, and it's yeah. just, this is the ways you have to go. So it's like, I'm not going to say don't go to school, but it's just like, why are you going to school? Is that's that's the real yeah. question, because a lot of times it's like, dude, you're going to get in debt for all this shit. And like, for what? Like, you could probably get there just by staying at work. And there was another guy, I think when I was in college, my professor had told me about um, that he was paying people to not go to school. He was like some millionaire and like mm. he had a fund and whatever as a and kind of as a like a experiment, right? Like, you know what? I'm just going to pay you to go into corporate America and work mm -hmm. your way up. Start even if you got to start as an intern, start as an intern, get wherever you need to go. You know what I mean? Right. And that's how you're going to learn. And you're going to fucking learn about, you know, basically what, what the world and what needs to, what needs to happen. Cause that still has to happen. I mean, I personally didn't go for business or whatever, and I am in business now. And I've mm -hmm. had interns and everything that are marketing, business, journalism. It's like, dude, you're a shit writer. Dude, you don't know marketing. Dude, you don't know business. It's like, well, yeah, yeah but like they didn't teach us any of this in school. Well, this is fucking business. Like this is mm -hmm. what it is. You need to survive, you know, like. Learn it right here. Yeah, so and you gotta have to do it, you know. I, I, I feel like there's, so there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, I, school isn't for everyone. And I think a lot of people come out of high school and just, or even before they come out of high school, they're just thinking that's the only path forward. It's the only way to make money. The only way to be successful. Well, they also think they're going to be handed a job. Yeah. And Here, all, here's my degree. True. Give me a job. You know, <laughs> none of that's true for me. I, I like, I had that in my mind and I think part of, I still do, but I, I've, I've sort of, I came out of college knowing that like, I just had this work mentality. Like I didn't care what they wanted me to do. I didn't care where I had to work or what, what, bullshit small task they wanted me to do i was gonna do it okay they're making it meant peel, they were gonna peel potatoes every fucking morning yeah <laughs> well that's so i i swear to god i swear to god my first manager that i ever got he was like in the interview he goes hey you know you got all this this uh you're talking about all this accounting and finance classes that you were interested in blah blah, blah. he's like i don't really have that you know i've got some pretty boring stuff and we don't really have like a great setup for you to learn a bunch but there's a lot of work and, and we need someone to do it and i was like great 
sign me up. And he's like, oh, well, how do I know you're not going to get bored with the monotonous job? And I told him, I was like, I used to peel potatoes every morning at 6 a.m. for like the last four years. I didn't get bored doing that because I got paid. If you're going to pay me more to do the <laughs> same type of monotonous work, like sign me up. For me, it was just like getting but, to a better, different station in life. That's it. You know and what? He was like, eating it up. He was like, yeah, sign me up. I was like, put me in the corner. You can put, I don't need an office. I don't need a chair. Just put me somewhere. I'll do whatever work you need me to do. I'm but done. at what like, point do we have to like be like, no, I'm not doing that? Well, that's you know, so. Because obviously, me, you're, that, I, I feel like we're always like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll earn my spot and I'll earn my spot. And it's mm-hmm. still, and we eventually we have to get to the point like, yo, I've earned my spot. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, well, yeah. I think that, that that goes back to where I was before when I was talking about like, once you hit 25, you figure out a little bit more about who you are. You start to see like what you're willing to do and what you're interested in. For a long time, I was like, throw whatever at me. I just had like this, I was addicted to this like work mindset. Whatever it was, I was going to do it. Throw me the, the best, most interesting one or the most boring one. I'm going to knock it out. And I just had this hope, right? Like, oh yeah, someone's going to see me do this and then I'll get paid for it or rewarded in some other way. But it just doesn't really work like that. It wasn't until I think I was like 27. Yeah, 26, 27. So I'm like four years within the current company. And I got passed up for, for a job that I thought I was more than qualified for. And they were just like, well, this person had all this experience in this specific, very interesting and intricate work. Whereas you had like, some boring project management stuff, some like not as interesting or compelling work. And I was like, well, I'm getting killed now because I, I was willing to do whatever thing while that guy was being picky. Like what's going on? So I was, I was, I had a little bit of resentment because of it. But at the same time, that was when I had my moment of like, I can't just say yes to every stupid opportunity. I can't call everything an opportunity, but beggars can't be choosers, right? So it's like that yeah. balance. Once I knew I had enough cachet and enough sort of understanding and credit where I was working, that's when I could be like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. Like that, this boring little work, give that to the little guy. I'll show him how to do it. No problem. But challenge me, give me something more. And I had more control when I had mobility, when I was willing to, to leave the job I was at to go for another one, when I was willing to travel, willing to move to Houston, all those things kind of gave me the, it just it get, put me in a better position each time to say like, I'm going to choose. It opens up different adventure. pathways, you know, yeah. different, different directions. Mm-hmm. So I learned, I learned slowly, but I learned, I learned yeah. from a lot of people who were like career accountants, 15, 20 years doing the exact same thing every single day for forever. And I was yeah. like, all right, I can't do that. I can do it for a year, do it for two years maybe, but I need something else. And so just being willing to be mobile and willing to take on a different path gave me the challenges. And then once you had more options in front of you, you could say no to the ones that weren't as, as intriguing. Yeah. Well, what I was going to say is obviously like we both have the insight of you know working like fucking like you know what i mean like uh at in and out basically but i i think people don't understand if they haven't you know even if you've worked at mcdonald's it's not the same shit you know because it's such a hustle you know yep. and i just remember like my first like office job and i was like what are people bitching about there's no one yelling at you i get to get up and make myself a little tea and you know there's no little, craig here yeah, yeah. Little, yeah. <laughs> 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 craig uh, you know like i mean yeah like there's no there's no fucking uh there's no mary yelling at, what are you standing uh, around for Go to the yeah, oh no, shit oh, fuck. Yeah. like i remember it was like my first week like, what are you standing there i don't know i don't fucking know what to do i just started working here like well, you know so that that same manager I was talking about, I remember he was like, so you've been doing nothing but working for the last four years, working at this job, working at that job. Well, yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, told him, I was like, yeah, I mean, I was trying to get through school, but I can't afford it. So I had to work. 
And he was like, well, like sometimes we're going to have low points. And I was like, oh, I'll just find a way to be busy. And I remember talking about In-N-Out and I was just like, oh, whenever, whenever it was slow, you went to go clean something. And I w- I'm telling this in my interview thinking, I remember thinking I, I bombed it because I was like, why the hell would I tell him that I was flipping burgers and I would clean stuff? And I thought it was interesting. Like, like was- <laughs> but I told him, I was like the same way. I was like, I always kind of found it. He was like, all right, this guy's got work ethic. And I was like, all right. So people are, they, they definitely value work ethic. People well, some people that it. understand it, right? They're like, oh, this dude's a yeah. hustler. It's no matter what, this is, and, I, and I've had a lot of really good employees like that to where like, man, this mm-hmm. dude, like I'll throw something at her and she's going to find a way. And she's like, Hey, I found something else. And that's when I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah. Like, like, you know, like I, so that's, that's what it turned into for me too. Was I, it, it went from like, I was like you, I would, I basically had this routine of like when things got slow or I sent an email and I was like, I guess I'm going to get a coffee, <laughs> but coffee or something like that. I guess well, I was always, but no, but no, but I felt guilt. I feel even now I still feel guilty, yes. you know? Yeah. Cause you're so used to like being fucking stealing. yelled at. <laughs> time <laughs> like thief. I was stealing their money or something mm-hmm. at the time. So I was, oh, and that, so like in my first couple of years. We had I a video about that one time. I don't know if you remember. And in and out on one of the meetings. <laughs> the time thief video? Yeah, yeah time dude. thief video. <laughs> we came in there. But dude, it, I don't know how many years of you having to do that. We're like. I don't know when it breaks because even now, like when things get slow at work for me now, I'm like, damn, man, like I, what the hell am I doing? I'm just anybody, over here, like anybody know I'm not yeah. working. Oh, I gotta, I gotta keep the green thing on. Let me move my mouse real quick. Like <laughs> I hate that feeling, you know. I get shit done. It's just you, you, you gotta teach yourself again. Like oh, you don't have to do it all the time. You don't have to be on it all the time. Nobody can operate like a damn machine forever. So, but it's, it's, it's something I'm still working on now. It's like figuring out how the hell to relax. I think I became anxious because of. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, I mean, like I said, I, I'm, you know, even at work sometimes I'm like, oh, I just watched like this video or something and I'm like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, but a lot of the times like me, like, cause I do like a lot of business development too and shit like that, you know, cause obviously you gotta do everything. Sometimes I'll be on LinkedIn browsing and then I'll be like, oh shit, like this dude's posting about, he's looking for something and hey, that he's based, he's the marketing guy. Basically, he's the guy I need to connect with and be like, hey, man, like, let's yeah. talk, you know? And so that's part of it, too. But you have to kind of scroll through and look through bullshit and, you know, to kind of get some of those opportunities as well. Um, right. Anyways, I, when, when I thought a time thief, I just remember the time uh, that we, I think me and you we went to TJ or something. And we had a we had a meeting like at 7 in the morning or something. Oh. And we got, the, we got back from TJ like at <laughs> 5 or something. And I was like, fuck it, dude. Let's just park in the parking lot. We'll take a little Sleep nap. right there. Yeah. Straight just drag ass into the meeting. They'll have coffee and donuts. We'll be solid. I remember, I remember, uh, what's her name? You tell her, what's her name? She was like, you guys smell like alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. Shut up. But yeah, so I sit, sitting there trying to be straight face. Like, and then I remember yeah. the bread truck rolled up. Like, beep, beep. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, I hope they got bread. To this day, I still don't know how I had energy to do all that stuff. The amount of drunk, hungover nights where we came in and we had to work, we just like, uh, see, and then you just potatoes, but there's a, potatoes. Yeah, but there's also like a, there's a solidarity in it, right? Like, it's just like, well, Paulos is hurting too, you know? Like, I'm like oh, yeah. You know, you're like, well, fuck it. And then you're just looking at you know, each other like, what's up? You're like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I do? You know what I knew? Uh, when I when I I could tell when people knew, and they were like, "You guys are quiet today." I'm just like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> every other day when we weren't just hung over and beat the shit, we were just like loud and having fun and doing something. And people would always be like, "Why are you so quiet today?" I was like, "I don't know. I don't know what you mean." I, I got a stomach ache. 
<laughs> oh, I'm remember tired. when you fuck it when you loaded up on energy drinks? And passed out. My dad had to pick me up. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I was staying up. I was trying to stay up for my finals. I stayed up to like 4 a.m. just taking or, or studying for what's it called and slamming monsters. Got to work, slammed a couple more. And then they put me outside to take orders and that stupid fucking thing. Oh, the and the heat held... just beating down on me. I came inside. You know when you come inside sometimes? Oh, dehydrated. Just, and then it goes dark. Yeah. I remember everything went dark and I was like, ooh, wait a minute. <laughs> and then I think I almost, I stumbled and they were like, call his dad. But I slept better that night than I ever had my whole life. I'll never forget it. I remember one time I was hung over as shit and I was holding onto the bread racks, just kind of like starting my shift and I was in the back, you know, and I was holding onto the bread racks and it started doing like this, started like moving all sick. I was like, oh shit. Wait a minute. And then I started, I was like, fuck. I was like, I'm gonna go get like some coffee or some, I would usually get a shake, fuck a coffee. Okay. <laughs> I get a little shake, you know? Um, but I started walking up. I started walking up and all the laps were moving in the dining room. And I was like, oh fuck, I'm on a sick ass one, you know? But then everybody's like, earthquake. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I thought it was just me tripping out. But like, it's you I too. Like, I, I don't want to say nothing. I was like, <laughs> Hey, y'all feel like the room spinning? And like, you know, like, is it just me or is the room spinning? Like, they're probably like, oh. One time, Mel, I literally told her, dude, fire me. Because I was so hungover. <laughs> She's like, nope. <laughs> I was like, ah. Get to work. I was like, because I'm no, not quitting. I, but if you fire me, then I got no choice. So, yeah. I remember I asked him, what, what are those little dudes? I forget the little dude. I think his name was Tony. He was like chubby manager. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that was his name. He was like, oh, who wants to go home? And I was like, me. He was like, dude, how are you ever going to make money if you keep volunteering to go home? And I was like, you keep asking me on Sunday mornings if I want to go home. <laughs> but here's the Saturday thing. They night. would hardly ever send us home. I know. It never really happened. So I was trying to take advantage. They would, yeah, exactly. They would be like, no, Apollos, I got to keep you because if I if I keep you, then I can send like three foods home and you can work Friday yeah. by yourself. And you can, they, they figured it out. <laughs> you know? They figured it out. And keep these bum but, ass foods here. I wish. See that if I knew that what I knew now, like, you got to pay me for time and a half. You're taking all these people off. Like you're not gonna save money and have me work harder. Like that's get out of here. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was talking about. Is when they, you know, they sick ass. Like you know, then then a bus shows up. So then they look like fucking superstars because their labor cost is so low, and then we yeah. made so many burgers. Well, and then I, I remember one time I was talking to the, one of the old managers about how he was getting big old bonuses because of it. And I was like, dude. You're out here getting big ass bonuses while we're we're here working like and the they slimmest ships ever. Buy us donuts and shit. So y'all yeah. killing it. Oh, hey, we did go to Disneyland party. though. One time. One time. No, I, oh, I went like three times. God damn. I think Maybe so. I left. I for sure went at least twice. Damn. Well, I remember that we did the boat cruise. That was good. They did not take care of us, man. For for hourly workers in, in high school. But, but and that's college your point. Stuff. But that's your point though. Like, but wait yeah. a minute. <laughs> wait but when, a minute. You, when you figure it out, yeah. Like when I found out, dude, I ever tell you one time I was messing around, I was joking with uh with the old manager that bam, the new guy. I was like, oh dude, uh, I was talking something about how uh it's like, oh I, he had this dude was 50 years old, he's a manager in and out for 20 years, and he's driving around either like a the big Maserati. cruiser or a Maserati or a Corvette. And I'm like, dude, what is I thought it was like a drug deal. I remember joking with him. Like, dude, what are, you, what are you doing that we don't know about out here? But he was like, no, we make pretty good money. And one day he was like, oh, you got your, your paycheck. Did you want it? And he was like, look it up. And he giggled and he gave it to me. And I was like, man, let me see your paycheck. Over here showing my, like looking at my paycheck up at the light. 
And this dude had like a four grand paycheck. He's like, oh yeah, burger bonus. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Was that, was that the paycheck or was that the bonus? That was just a bonus. It's like a, a randomly on a week bonus. This dude was making like 140 grand a year as the manager at in and out I was like, God damn, I'm over here making $12 an hour. <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah, kick me a couple. Man, but you learn a lot. But yeah, that that was that was towards the tail end of my time there when I was just like, nah, this isn't for me. This was always like a stepping stone. Well, I always told myself too, like I could have, yeah, I could have made you know a hundred grand or if I wasn't manager, which I don't knock anybody who's doing it. But I was like, at the end of the day, that bus shows up, shit hits the fan, I'm out to flip burgers. (laughs) But right before, I remember like the month before I knew I was about to leave, I remember one of those buses came when I had like, fuck it, I'm out moment. (laughs) I was like, no, 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 just gotta hold on for a month. There's no way I could do that for five more years or four more years. I was done. I was that shit was fun though. When when it was when it was like when it was like well, you and me team. and like who's that <laughs> were like would hustle, you'd be yeah. like, you know, and you're hustling and you're like, what's up, dog? Well, you you backed up and then you go over there, <laughs> take some some tags or whatever, or I'll be like, you know, doing something and I'll say if I'm doing drives or whatever, and you know, I'll yeah. just be like, Oh, I know fucking Paul's a slam, I'm gonna go fucking chop up some fries with him. And you're like, hey, good looking out. And they're just like, you know what I mean? And they're just running around like oh. hey, can you take these dishes back and like, oh shit. Like, you know, like Oh, dude, we had we, we like I learned a lot about teamwork there and about how you can work efficiently and how you work well with people. It was it like was honestly one chaos, of the best right? Hell yeah. Like we would crave crazy rushes, not not too crazy where we only had one person. But, but you then like, next thing you know, oh it. shit, we out. Like, yeah, peace. bring like, it. And then my day is done. Yeah, my, my lunch is here. Dude, I remember <laughs> one time me and you were, were doing orders, and then mm-hmm. I think we went. I think we went to we took we took off. We were off for the for the night or something. And like twenty minutes later, they got jacked. Remember, they got like robbed at gunpoint. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I, I feel like they were waiting for me and Paulos' big ass to get off. Like, nah, those they dudes, those those dudes kind of big. <laughs> they saw the 2'6". Oh, and then Robert came in, 100, 105 pounds, little white dude. And we're like, oh, yeah, we'll fuck that dude. No, I remember Bronwyn. Remember that lady? She built like a linebacker. She tackled somebody for stealing a bag of burgers. I'll never forget this. She was way too into it. Tackled had- somebody? Yeah, dude, somebody snatched burgers off the counter and they ran out the front door and she was like, ah, just little linebacker leg, so, tackled them into the ground. Yeah, and then she threw the burgers out. I was like, damn, was that really worth it? <laughs> <laughs> you could have spoiled it. That was like $8. Chill. But that, that's why I was like, she, she, had, she had serious in and out heart. I just didn't have it in me. I couldn't do it. I remember I chased, well, I didn't chase some foods down, but they took like six burgers in a tray and there were these little punk ass mm-hmm. kids, or like little skater kids. Oh, yeah, I like, chase those kids. Though. And I was like, man, I try to fucking recook these burgers, you know? And like, I was like, hey, man, like, they, they, it was like, they had like two burgers and they grabbed the other ones too. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. no. Like, you know, especially when it's right in front of you. And then like one of his homies was like, hey, man, he's fucked up. And he swung his skateboard at me, but Ooh. he stopped like right, like, you know, at, like right at the top. And he just like, I was like, well, I don't give a fuck if he's fucked up. We can't just take burgers, you know what I mean? But yeah, <laughs> I like fucking, I felt all sick because I was like, I didn't flinch all sick, you know? And my, and yeah. my little my little fucking red apron all looking all hard. <laughs> Walking around there, a taco shop hat and a red apron rubber running out there trying to run shit. White pants that were never ever fucking white. <laughs> ever. Okay, how much bleach you had? Wet ass socks because I did potatoes in the morning. Ugh. They're all nasty Ugh. and shit. I still can't believe I did six years of that shit. Yeah, well, you're not alone, bro. <laughs> No, but it worked out well. It helped get me through college. And then 
USD to Southwestern. I mean, yeah, it was always SDSU. flexible. I had like <laughs> yeah. the same as you. I always had a little jobs in between, you know, like I was mm-hmm. a tutor and shit like that. And I was like, I would try to like do other shit, you know, be like, ah, but it was still there. And they would let us keep the job, you know, worked out. Oh, yeah. They tried to get me when I when I took the job with Sempro. Dan was like, hey, you sure you don't want to just do weekends only? And I was like, oh, yeah, I could do this on weekends. But nah. Yeah. Then I couldn't. Like, Fuck, man. I don't got weekends. I don't got nothing. Nah. And that was it. I So that was the first. The the week I quit in and out was the week I got the offer to work for Sempra. And Child Protective Services dropped off my nephew. And I, I became like a, a part-time dad. I was this guardian for like a year and a half. They dropped yeah. him off. And I started at Sempra. And that was it. Like but Big was, Daddy? They dropped him off like a Big much. Daddy? Dude, I was thinking about that this morning. That's how, exactly how I thought of it. I was like, they just dropped this baby off of my doorstep, except he couldn't talk. So. Oh, okay. He was only, I think he must have been four weeks at the time. Something. But my sister had like a big old fight with her, her boyfriend at the time. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. So she, <laughs> she, <laughs> she, uh. Fuck it. Some, he said, I don't yeah, know if I'm allowed it. to say this. Fuck it. <laughs> there was some argument about uh, whose turn it was to pick up the baby. Anyway, this guy was kind of a piece of shit. He always was. Hated him. Whole family. I tr- we tried to give him a chance. Couldn't do it. But there was some argument about it. And he ended up somehow like either pushing my sister or something. And then, oh, yeah. So he, he pushed her up against the wall and he was holding her there. And so my sister, she grew up with me. I was always like, if you ever got to fight a guy, you know what to do. So she starts just, bam, wailing him, kicking him, kicking him, kicking him. She started, and then he goes, she started working <laughs> the body a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So she, she nailed him right a couple of times. And then the next day we get a call. He's in the hospital. Wow, what's going on? She kicked him so hard. She, she busted one of his testicles and they had to remove it. And so by law, the doctor had to report it and say like, hey, there's some kind of abuse going on here. Mm. And she was like, oh, hey, he was abusing me. I was, I was defending myself. And the cops were like, hey, you don't have any bruises. There's nothing to show here. But this dude lost the physical part of his body so it's kind of funny because dude lost his best for putting his hands in my sister i don't really mind whatever that's what you get you still got one that's all you need but uh that turned into this whole like two year year and a half case where uh they didn't know who the aggressor was and they were like yeah. he lost something but she's saying this so well, it's we like that one take custody you ever watch that centoya brown documentary no i don't think so centoya was her name no she like she thought the dude was gonna shoot her, so she shot him. They were laying yeah. in they were laying in bed or something. I used to watch no, it. I never I never heard that one. Yeah, yeah. She you know, kinda like I think it was kinda like sex work type deal and, and this dude was oh. kinda this dude kept talking about guns. He showed her the guns and like I guess the dude was like like kinda doing this or something and then she was like, This dude is He's fucking crazy. I was trying to bounce and, and I just I just fucking blasted him like, you know. Damn. I think they he let her out the now. She, yeah, oh, but okay. she was in jail. Damn. Oh, oh, she was one of the ones that uh, they had like people sign a petition to get her pardoned. Yeah, something. yeah. I remember that. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it wasn't that bad, thankfully. But they did like drop the baby off, and they were like, "It's either you guys or or uh, foster care." And yeah. we were like, "Whoa, that's not really an option." So my dad and I played mommy and daddy for her. Two year. men and a baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, she couldn't, she couldn't, uh, two and a half men, is that what it's called? That's, that's pretty much that's my life. It's, it's three men and a baby. <laughs> oh, two and a half but, men is another one. That's, that's... <laughs> but yeah, we, we did that. They weren't allowed to, to do anything unless it was supervised with, with child protective services. So me and my dad were full on child care providers. 
till my nephew was almost a year and a half. Yeah, man. I mean, props to you, you know, for, for taking that on, you know, it's a, not a lot of people would, you know, and like you said, it's like, it's like, uh, like you said, as a child, you're like, well, you didn't plan for it. And, you know, but you also can't, <laughs> but you also can't like, you know, shy away from it because yeah, it's, not, so it's like, not the kid's fault, you know? Exactly. So that, that's actually my dad and I had a full on debate about that where I was just like, oh, we made a mistake. Like, you know, my sister, she was going through her own stuff at the time. And she was just, I was like, she's just putting more on us. She's like, she's just living her life all crazy. And we're out here picking up the pieces. Like, what if she has another kid? Like, we're not going to take care of that one too. And I told my dad, I was just like, we should just give the baby to, to foster care. And I'll never forget. My dad looked at me like, it's just all the, the disappointment. Like he raised some trash kid and he was just like, look, I know it's not fair. I know you just turned, I was just turned 21. He was like, but that's it. It's like family is all we have. And if we don't step up right now, what was it all this for? You know, he's like, I, I raised you guys all by myself. We can do this again. It's like, I got help now you're here. And I was just like, all right, you know what? My dad was right. I was wrong. And I, to this day, feel guilty about even thinking it. I was just so stressed out, bro. Well, little kid, I, two weeks old, crying at you. Like, <laughs> but just that, I mean, just that, you you know, it's a very, I think, like I said, we, we get, we get, we feel guilty or like, you know, the whole reason of this fucking podcast is we feel weird, right? Like, fuck, what yeah. the fuck? Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, you know? Yeah. But so it's very natural to just say, well, fuck it. What if I just ran? That was my you mindset. Know? I was just like, yeah. bro, I just spent, I just finished school. Like it was the same fucking week. I just left. I can't, I'll never forget. I came home with them Southwestern nasty or? pants. No, no, at SDSU. I, I took oh, my okay. offer to, to Semper. I was ready to go. I was about to make more money I'd ever had in my whole life. I was like, this is it. And then I get home and bam, baby on your doorstep, literally. She's like, this is your nephew. Here's the situation. And I was like, it's not fair. And he was like, when his life, who told you life was supposed to be fair? My dad's over here dropping knowledge. Like, Goddamn immigrants. Know, man. <laughs> well, we always got to suffer, man. Uh, immigrants are always like, hey, man, we got to suffer. Uh, it's, Bro, it's my, dad, my dad, he's so Catholic man who grew up in Africa and then came to America in the 70s. Like all he had in his mind was like suffering in your life is some kind of like test from God. So he was just like, he welcomed every challenge. And I, I took on some of that, right? You kind of learned that from your parents. Yeah. But he just suffering was just like another part of life it's like if you it wouldn't be life if you didn't have suffering his mindset was always like you're always going to have the good but if you you can't just pretend like the bad doesn't exist the good yeah. is better because of the bad it's kind of how he was well that. yeah it's it's like you have to be um i saw which is it's it's, it's a it was a it's actually a south park clip it's butters and yeah. and he, it's like he's like crying because this, this girl broke up with them you know and mm -hmm. and the emo kids that come and talk to him like oh like you know you're sad or whatever and he's like don't oh, yeah. you like oh yo, don't you want to just keep feeling sad or some some shit they ask him you know and he's oh he's like i said like oh fuck her or something he's like you know i don't know but basically he's like he's like no i'm i'm happy that i'm feeling sad to some degree he says mm -hmm. because because if i wouldn't be this sad if some, you know, if that person that I was with didn't make me feel so good. So right. I'm happy that I'm able to have these emotions and, you know, I'll be okay. He's like, but you know, I'm happy that, it you know, sucks right now. something maybe, yeah. Yeah. Basically is what I think he does say that. I mean, I don't know word for word, man, butchering it, but yeah, it's saying like, yeah, I feel bad right now and I'm sad, but mm -hmm. I'm also happy that I'm able to feel that, like I said, something made me or that one person 
you know, yeah, you know how people say, well, get over it, bro. Like, whatever, she was a bitch, yeah. or whatever. It's like, you know what, yeah. but hey, fuck it. I got to go through it because, yeah, there, there was good times. I really enjoyed my time with her and, you know, mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah, right now it sucks. But I'm also glad to like, hey, I'm, I'm also not just like, oh, shit, we had all these good times. Or if it was like, eh, fuck, it was nothing. You know, I didn't really yeah. care. A lot of people try to do that to minimize feelings, right? To say, yes. well, fuck it, I don't, I fuck, fuck her anyway. Who cares? You know? Yeah, I didn't even care about her and they're like fucking like, hurting inside where it's like fuck mm -hmm. it just go through the go through that that type of pain and i feel like like i said growing up like in high school i learned a lot from you because i feel you were more mature but i think sadly you were more mature because of the shit you had been through yeah i mean i you know i was someone who was talking to me i forget who it was a couple months ago they said something like oh when you were younger you just seem like so mature for your age. And I, I saw this, this clip from someone else. They were talking about like maturity in kids is really just like a sign of someone who's been through a bunch of trauma. Like it's the only way, right? Like the, the only way you learn from this stuff. And I was like, oh damn, maybe, maybe that's what it was. It wasn't always easy growing up. You know, life was a little tough, but it, it shaped me, you know, for better or worse. I'm not, I wouldn't be who I am today or where I am today. We're yeah. not for all the fucked up shit that we went through as a family. Yeah. But you always had like a good attitude and you're always, you know, you always had good energy regardless if you were sad or whatever. And I think I would also see you get mad and shit like that too. Like you weren't like that dude that was like pushover either. No. You know, <laughs> you know? so like, no, I, mean, yeah. I think I'm my, my just, I'm general predisposition is just like, it feels good to be happy. And I always, I felt like I was always choosing happiness and I could always try to see it. But yeah, I'm human. I get mad and sad and all that shit too. Yeah. But yeah, I, people always just tell me like, why the fuck is he so happy all the time? I'm like, I don't know, man, because I don't want to be sad all the time. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that weird though? Because like, I always say that like, if someone shows up to, to like, because my, my buddy actually said a story about it on the podcast about feeling weird because he showed up mm -hmm. to work. And be like, oh, what's up? What's good? And like, you know, be like saying what's up to everybody and be like, hey, what's going on? And mm -hmm. blah, blah. And then somebody was like, why the fuck do you show up? Like all fucking happy and blah, blah. And he was like, okay. But if you show up, be like, hey, what's up? Paulo's here. Yeah, what's up? Yeah. And you're mad or you're just sad. And, you know, they'd be like, what's, what's wrong, Paulo? Man, I don't know. Just shit's, yeah. fucked, shit's fucked up. And they'll just be like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> but when you're happy they're like what's wrong with you bro get out of here with yeah. that shit you know like <laughs> yeah well it's it's i don't know it's always like a fine line like you there's a point where it's just too much positivity and people are like ah it's too much something's going like keep away you know but for me it was always just like i could always see the the good in something a situation a person whatever was going on i could always find a way to do it and i think when i was a kid everything was so bad all the time like if if I look back on it now, that I, there was really no choice, right? Like, what was I gonna do? Just sit around and be sad? Like, as a kid, you're you're too dumb or naive to really. But for you to have that perspective as well is, as I said, is it's, it's it's obviously you have a. I mean, you're an intelligent person that you were able to kind of put those things together because some kids will take it on and that shit's gonna wreck them, you know? Like, well, I think I, I think I was lucky. I don't think I don't think it's something. I don't think I was I was consciously thinking of it all the time. Like a lot of the time as a kid, so. My dad, my mom passed away when I was the three, I turned four the next day. So she had had uh, esophagus cancer for like a year. And my dad was, he was recovering from a back injury. He's got like steel plates in his L2, four and five vertebrae. So he, he's like, stone he cold. was like, yeah, pretty much. He, couldn't, <laughs> he wasn't supposed to walk for a while and he was just in pain constantly. So that happens. Yeah. My mom passes and then 
My dad goes bankrupt trying to pay for her medical bills because we didn't have insurance at the time. It was the 80s. People just, or 90s. People I mean, just played shit, it wild. that shit happens now. What are they saying? <laughs> the backbone of the medical system right now is GoFundMe. Yeah. I mean, it's true. If we had GoFundMe then, things might have been different. But we lost, I mean, he had everything, right? He had the American dream, came here. He was a, a welder, got his political asylum, married his wife, bought a house, had cars, boats, all that shit. And then basically went bankrupt, hurt himself, and then slowly went bankrupt, sold the house, sold the store, sold the car, sold the boat. And then we just had nothing but us. So when we went in there, I remember seeing, I would see just like the sadness and pain on my dad's face and he would try to like smile through it, you know, but I could see it in his eye. He was, he was still sad. So for me, it was just like, oh, I would say something to make my dad laugh. I would do something to make my dad happy. And then it was just like, everyone around me would just look at my family and my sister, me and my dad are like, oh, this poor family and they don't have anyone or anything. And yeah. my dad is like half disabled. But I was just like, I just, it, it felt like my whole life has been about balance. Everything in that time was just sad and, and just down and bad. And I was just like, oh, I'm just going to do more, right? A lot of people-pleasing stuff came up with that as I got older. But I was like, I'm going to make people laugh. I'm going to I'm gonna clean up the house. I'm going to cook. I'm going to help my dad that's feel better. It's interesting you said people-pleasing because that's what I was thinking too is like, you know, because growing up, my dad was sick. And it's like going into a yeah. room and thinking that you have to be – like you're – to some degree, your shit doesn't matter because you're like, oh, fuck, my dad's sad. I got to cheer him up. Yeah. That's all that it was, right? Everything was about, oh, like my sister is, is struggling. My dad's struggling. All this stuff is happening. But if I do this, right, if I did well in school, if I, if I could clean up the house a little, if I cooked or whatever, if I learned something, doing something I wasn't supposed to be doing as the youngest in the whole family, everybody else was happy because of it. So I took on a lot, right? I took on this whole like role of like, I got to be the, the cheerleader and I got to be the, the banker and I got to be the guy who's the psychologist and talks him through stuff. But it was just balanced. It was always about it. I couldn't, there was nothing, there was no other option, right? I couldn't just watch my dad be sad. I couldn't just watch my sister struggle in school. I had to do something on my end to make my family better. Cause that's all we had with each other. So I learned that at a young age. And then I think I just carried it with me. Now it's more like, I kind of have to, I have to limit myself with like, you don't just people, please, people, please. And I know it now I can see when I'm doing it with a stranger or someone who doesn't but matter. See, how do you like, how, how do you, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think you don't give yourself enough credit in the fact that like, if you're coming up with all these things that like, are you going to therapy? Are you, you know what I mean? Are you? Oh just, yeah. So I, I'm I like, shit, therapy. I mean, that's some, yeah, it's very, I mean, it's very <laughs> introspective because if you just come up with it on your own or like your own research, you can, but that's what my question is. It's like, I mean, well, I, I've always been aware. I was always aware of it when I was like in my early twenties. So early twenties, when I first had that depression about, I told you when I dropped out of, out of USD, I thought about it, but I had this like macho mindset. It was like, ah, therapy is bad. And don't go to therapist. Don't go to psychologist. Like, oh, something's wrong with you if you do that. So I just couldn't accept help in that way. So it was a lot of, from then on, it was a lot of introspective stuff. I remember looking up online what to do and how to do it. I remember looking up um, like, oh, you can take these like herbs and they should help. And you can meditate and you can do that. And I would do them sparingly and it was just like enough. Like, yeah, just a little bit. And then I, I got out of that depression. You feel a little and stressed and you do a little meditation for a couple of days. And then you're like, hey, you know yeah. what? I feel better. And like, yeah. Oh, I'm and so keep going. <laughs> Exactly. That's that's yeah. all it was, right? I was it was like this stupid little cycle. It didn't really happen often, but when I hit lows, I hit lows and I had to find ways through it. So it wasn't until this last summer. So I broke up with my girlfriend of almost four years. I was all alone in Houston. I'd done like seven months of that fucking quarantine thing, just me and the dog in a one bedroom. Yeah. And I was just like, I was done. I was tired. I was like, fuck, what the hell's going on? I can't believe we're about to break up. All this stuff, like everything I had, this whole planned life 
was was not going in the way that I wanted it. And I didn't know what else to do. So a cousin of mine was like, oh, you know, maybe try therapy. You know, like, I don't know. And then a good friend of mine, she was like, look, dumbass, everybody does therapy. I just, and I needed somebody to say that. Like, you think you're the only one who's depressed or going through like a breakup? And I was like, oh, but, but I'm different. Like, yeah, I'm not. different. I'm stronger. <laughs> I don't need that shit. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. I was like, oh, but I'm strong. And, and I, I learned then I was just, I was trying to think my way through everything. Oh, if I feel sad, I'll think about this and I'll think about that. And here's why I'm sad. And I would just spiral and I would have these anxious thoughts that just pushed me to, to wit's end. And then I wasn't getting anywhere. And I kept repeating this cycle. Well, you get, you also, can, be, when you're, when you're someone that's more introspective and you're, you're, you're intellectually, you're, you're, you're smart. So you understand shit and you see, mm -hmm. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I shouldn't be sad. And you kind of get to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah, I get it. I shouldn't be. But then you're like, but I am. And so, yeah. <laughs> but you get stuck, you get stuck in that, like, that, like, oh, but I get this. Like, cause I'm exactly. smart enough. I get it. I get it. You know what well, I mean? And that's, I leaned on that for so many years. It was just like, no, I understand it. I'm depressed. I get it. And uh, like doctor would be like, Hey, you're depressed. You could probably do this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, uh -huh. I get it. And yeah, I'll just I'll go that. look it up. Yeah, yeah. And that's in my mind. I was like, Oh, you're just confirming what I already knew. I'm smarter than you. I get this move on. But I got to that point that summer, I think just COVID and everything just pushed it over the edge. I was just like, I can't do this by myself anymore. So I talked to, they had like the, um, the interest that we had, they finally were like, oh, we, we do telehealth on everything. You can just turn your phone on and there's going to be a doctor there. And after the girl, my friend, she was just like, just do it. What, what, how's it going to hurt you? How is it like you just saying that you can't find a solution? You can't think through this problem. And then the worst part, like the first session with my therapist, I'm basically telling her all this stuff and I'm expecting her to tell me an answer. And she does. She tells me exactly what I'm thinking she's going to tell me. And then I just felt better. And I told her that I was like, I, to be honest, I came in here expecting you to tell me all the things you told me. And she was like, yeah, I know you seem very intuitive and you seem like you're in touch with what's going on. It's, it's good. Like, but at the same time, if you can't see past your own problems, you're never going to find a solution. So I was like, all right, I'm coming back. So I've been seeing her, right? I'm about yeah. to see her again starting this month, but I needed, sometimes you just need everything to kind of fall right? All the pieces that you think you have in place, all the, the plans that you think are, are supposed to go a certain way, all of that has to kind of fall down on itself. I was distracting myself with work, with girlfriend issues, with gambling or watching sports or something. I'd find some like some distraction just long enough to get me to the next thing. Well, I think we, I think we, uh, we look at like depression or something like that. And we think, well, you know what? I just, uh, I just hung out with the boys. I was happy. So I'm not depressed anymore. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, was yeah. like, that's, that's not how it works. You know what I mean? And even now, like you said, you still, it's those ups and downs, right? It's just like, well, we confuse happiness with joy. What you're looking mm -hmm. for is joy. Happiness. Like, I mean, we're ch ch chopping it up right now. And like, but to, like, to me, like doing this and doing the podcast and stuff like that, it kind of puts me back in that creative zone. Right. To where like, I'm, mm -hmm. Oh shit. Like, I'm not thinking about anything right now. Like I'm not thinking about my bills. I'm, and I said it a bunch of yeah. times on the podcast because I do feel that way when I'm here and it's just, oh fuck, I'm just talking to Paulos and that's it, you know? And that's like, okay, yeah. I need I need to keep doing this because I, I like the way it, I like the joy that it brings me. But happiness is just like, oh man, this burger's bomb. Or like, you know what I mean? <laughs> or or you said a joke, you know? And that's, it's still good, right? Like it's a happiness, mm -hmm. but it's, it's not sustained. It's not sustainable. You know what I mean? Exactly. And so that's kind of where you want is that, and you know, you know what? I wouldn't say it's the worst, but the best also is when I go to therapy and I get silence and they just mm. sit there and they let me keep going. Fucking stop me. <laughs> and they're just like, okay. 
Dude, I, I was so, like, say something. And then I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I think it was like my second or third session with this therapist. And I was like, what the fuck is she writing? Like, she's not saying anything. And I was like, it was an <laughs> Let me see that shit. There was an awkward silence. And I was like, and I was like, oh, uh, you know, is that, did that make sense? I said something like that. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, do you, do you want me to keep going? Or do you, are you going to say something? And she was like, it sounds like you really just need to talk. And I was like, fuck, <laughs> maybe that is it. But she, her whole thing was a lot of people who come to therapy come here because there's nobody else or no place else that they can have this avenue to really express themselves in that way. She's like, safe space is how she described it, which I laughed at for a little bit. Yeah, right. That's my own version. But she was like, no, really, like here, there's a certain amount of like, there's no judgment, there's confidentiality. And the problems that you have, you know, I can help you find solutions to. And she was like, for whatever reason, you just need to get this out. And she was like, and I, I want you to make sure, she was like, I want to make sure you're finished before I start interjecting with ideas or solutions or what to do. And I was well, like, and whether oh. you want them or not, or you're ready, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you could be like, yeah, I just kind of want to get this out. I kind of already know where I need to get, but mm -hmm. I, I, I need to say this shit out loud. Yeah. And you know so she mean? was, she was talking about it. I was like, well, cause I always thought like, oh, that's what friends are for. And she was like, yeah, but not everybody has friends. that just go download all of their insecurities and bullshit on, right? Like you, you can't just hope that everyone can do this for you. Also, well, it's also friends like, with perspective and the insight yes. to give you. Cause somebody just be like, Hey bro, just smoke a bowl. That's what I do. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's funny. It's funny you said that. Cause that, that was what I, and I told her, that's what I was getting from a lot of friends. It was like, Shit that I knew I didn't want to do anymore. I was like, we're like, oh, just go get drunk and we'll meet up with this person for beers. And I was just like, go get laid, bro. Just go fuck a whore. Uh, every one of my every <laughs> one of my guy friends out here was like, oh yeah, you just need to get out there and get da -da -da. And I was like, darn, you're not you're not hearing what I'm saying. Like, it's not. It wasn't just about just like physical connection. I was like, I lost somebody I loved here, and they just couldn't like mentally like, oh, I don't know, just you know, well, fuck we'll get drunk real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They had all this stuff, but it was just, I think their intentions are of, good. Right. But yeah, they want you to feel better. And in yeah. their mind, like, Oh yeah, that's a quick fix to make you feel better. But well, I'm like, you're nah, not feeling not better. I mean. you're, you're numbing. Exactly. In their yeah. mind, that's, you're feeling better, but in reality, yeah. you're just doing some like mindless activity to numb yourself. And I was like, nah, I need something, you know, more substantive. I need something deeper than that. I can't just go like talk to some, you know, old friend. I you, like I, I learned then I'm starting to learn a lot more now. You got friends for a certain situation, right? You can't talk to everyone about everything. You can't really express or yeah, be open yeah, yeah, to yeah. everyone about everything. But I learned a lot more about that when I actually needed people, when I was struggling with this stuff. And that was therapy was just there for me for that. Between that and breath work, I think I've come a long way. But yeah. it was good. Yeah, no, that's I mean thanks for thanks for sharing that. I mean, I think it's uh it's you know that usually means you shared too much what i say no <laughs> thanks for sharing no i know it's just i mean it's uh it, i think also like what we we're just talking about is like people think that therapy needs to be like a crying session every time you go in there it needs to be this yeah. fucking intense fucking situation it doesn't always mm -hmm. have to be like you know just like hey i'm working this shit out just getting it mm -hmm. out having somebody to have insight on that and, and where you're going um, yeah, I I think I think we've got to find the better ways to kind of express to people that it's not a bad thing. There's no stigma. Like, I mean, well, there is a stigma. Or... You know, that's well, that's know, the whole problem. Be, I guess. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what we're trying to do here. And, and like, and 
here it is. I mean, it's two fucking grown men, a black man and a fucking Mexican guy that are talking about feelings where mm -hmm. in both of our communities, it's like, oh, you a pussy dog? Like, or yeah. the whole reason it, you're weird, bro. Like, why are you talking about this stuff? Like, oh, why are you, yeah. sad? Why are you sad, bro? Like, why are you being weird? Why are you putting out, you know, a quote about fucking, you know, positivity and shit? You're being weird, you know? Because yeah, yeah. Oh, Ed, Ed, Ed be putting out weird shit, and it's like, well, what? You don't feel bad, or like sometimes, you yeah. know, like or and not because I put it out, I feel sad at the time, but you know, it's like, oh, hey, like this is a message people should know. Like I put one exactly. out that was just like, bad communication ruins good things a lot of times. It's just like it's true, mm -hmm. you know, hundred like, percent with not just a well, relationship I, but your family or whatever, you know. Exactly. No, I and I think I got I had a lot of hesitation because I, I don't really like social media for that reason. I don't like to give insights to what I'm doing all the time. Yeah, I yeah. love having the one on one conversation. If people ask me what's going on, I'm always open to share it. But I've never I, there's something like I don't know if it's egocentric or just it's it's just it's off putting to me where you're like, I'm gonna go share everything that I'm feeling today on social media. Yeah, it's fine yeah, yeah. for people, but I could never just do it. So I, I'm always selective. I'm 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 better at well, it. Well, and that's good. Like, that's... Oh, this was helpful. Yeah. But but yeah, I, I always was just like that reaction that you got, I knew I'd get from people, from the 600 people that I know who grew up or we grew up or whatever. And be like, oh, all right. Well, what was that? Or they'll see it and say nothing. And I'm like, you're all right. Yeah. Like, I'll get a text. But then you'll also, just, yeah, you, but you also get like, you know, the people that do reach out and just say, you all right? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. But you're like, I'm kind of glad this dude reached out. You know, at least you're like, yeah. you notice somebody who gives a shit, you know? Or yeah, well, they're constantly seeing what you're doing and stuff like that. They don't say anything, but then they're mm -hmm. very involved and they're like, hey, man, I'm watching you. And, you know, like, yeah, to some degree, you're a little bit, you're inspiring them, but they don't say anything, you know? Yeah. And I, I think that's the part I never, I was never good at asking for help. I was never good at telling people like, oh, I needed to talk. I was never good at that. It sucked. And like, I was always real good at taking on people's stuff. Listening that's what to I was going to say. Like, you're like, my shit is secondary. Yeah, constantly. And I think a lot of that has to do with some of that people pleasing stuff I was talking about before. Just some behaviors learned as a kid to like take Look care up. of everyone first. I don't know if you've looked up like savior complex. No. Look that up. That could write that be down. Thing. Yeah. Savior <laughs> Well, because you wanna you wanna fix, you know what I mean? It's like you wanna, yeah. you know. And so I, I I got that and it was I remember I remember I had friends, I've had her friends and she was like 12, 13 years old. And I called her that day, fully expecting her to be like What's going on with you? And she did it, right? The whole call was just about her and what was going on. And I was like, uh-huh, uh, and I was still being a good. And I was just like, fuck, I really just, I really wish she'd asked me how I'm doing right now. Something, yeah. somebody say something. And she just, it didn't come up. And I remember I was, I was, I was more sad after that. And I, luckily that's like the same week that I started therapy. But I was yeah. just like, I got to get better at just being like, hey, I need to talk. And, well, I don't and know some people just... can't take it either. Some people, you know, they, mm -hmm. they just can't take the capacity. I know I had a friend that was the same, like, he would always come to me. And then when I'd be like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm going through it too at work. He's like, damn, that's crazy. And I'm like, this is just straight shut my shit down. Wait, I just let him talk for like an hour, you know? He's like, yeah, that's wild. And then it's like, that's okay. What I was getting. That's what I, so, and I had like, in my mind, I was like, oh, we're just going to reciprocate here. She's telling me about all this going on in her life. And I'm thinking, I was like, damn, that's a lot. And I, it's not like I was I was being rude and I was I was trying to rush her to get to my shit. I just kept waiting for my opening and it never showed up. But at up. that time, that's how you didn't have the capacity to take in her shit, you know. And yeah, you got to be honest too. You'd be like, oh fuck, like. <laughs> you know? 
I well, the the surprise part is I did. I think that maybe this part of the savior company. I look at like I it was not. Oh no, you you, just, you find a way because you're like, yeah. oh, this is where I know this is my strength. This is my yep. you know this is my duty. I have to fucking help people. I was like, I was in full stride. I was ready for it, and then I just I remember felt I felt like I was let down. Like damn, she was you even asked me how I was doing. But I I, I realized after the fact that's 20 years of friendship where it's always been that way, right? I've always been like, what's going on with you? Let's talk about your day. Because my day is usually good. She sees me as this positive, upbeat guy and everything's going okay. Yeah. I don't overshare for no reason. And I just, I got to figure out how to turn that a little bit. And the second that I talked to her after the fact and it was great. It worked out well. But I remember in that moment, it was like the, how the hell do you ask for help or someone to listen right here? Therapy changed that for me. And it was huge yeah. when, when I needed it the most. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, like, like I said, it's a great tool to have, but you have to kind of put it into practice too, you know? Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> I don't know why would, it's a story that just keeps coming up for me is prom. I don't know why in my head, mm. I, just, yeah, <laughs> I, I was switching up a little bit, but yeah, like it just keeps coming up for me. I remember, uh, uh, like Chris Osuna threw up on your arm and then, <laughs> Oh no, you threw up on his arm. I was going to say, wait a minute. You threw up on his arm, but he didn't notice no, no, let's it. Give it the way you said it. <laughs> he didn't notice it till we were like at Danny's 30 minutes yeah. later. He's like, what the fuck? And I was like, you didn't notice that? <laughs> it was like, he just straight. And then, I, and then I, I think he just returned the suit like that, right? <laughs> Had to. Just dropped it off. Left it in a bag, like yeah, it'll stay that whole on. night was a blur. I was like, we went somewhere. I remember I had Luca with me, and then like Damn. next thing you know, we met up with you guys. Like, oh, what are you doing here? And it was like, yeah, that was, and then we like ended up at Denny's or something. Like you know, it was like for sun some coming, reason, sun coming up. At that Denny's. is a blur. <laughs> Damn, now that is a blur. You know what? I was remembering was uh, that one time I got jumped with TJ with you. Oh yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. When that guy, that guy you were supposed that knew you, but pretend like he didn't know you. Yeah, because he was like, uh, I had known that dude since like elementary school. Yeah, that's what you said. You're like, I, I know, know him. I know him. You kept saying that. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, they used to call him Pikachu. That's what they <laughs> called him. And I was like, Oh, what's up, Pikachu? Like, it's good, you know. And like, I guess, I guess he was like, you know, narco trying now, or cool. you know, trying to be a little like TJ, okay. you know. And so, um, but it was like four dudes, I think. And I remember yeah. like, uh, like the one guy and I knew the other guy too. I mean, I wasn't a homie, but like, you know, at least it would just be, oh, what's up, bro? We move along, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I guess he was like, oh, they don't call this fool Pikachu no more. Like he's fucking, he, I don't know, Ryuchu now or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what the next, I don't know what the next. <laughs> he's evolved. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. And so I was like. You know, it's just like, man, I, I think, I think, uh, I think you even said it before with like certain people like went to college and so like, man, that's fucking, what's his face? Like, yeah, you ain't hard for like, you know, like, you know, it's like, yeah, it's fucking Pikachu. Like, you know, it's the homie. Like, I'm this yeah, I know you. Oh, yeah. But it was like, oh, no, not anymore. And I remember that the dude punched me, you know, and I remember he mm -hmm. like just punched me. And I mean, I, I just fucking absorbed it like a fucking. No, I mean, he punched me, but I didn't go down or anything. I was just like, oh, fuck, what the fuck? Like, you know, what was that? I was still standing there. I was just like, you know, but the dude was like super hard. Like, he, he had a lot of confidence in his one punch. Like, he was like, <laughs> he oh, punched you in the chest. Like, oh, he didn't go down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a real deal. He didn't go. 
I remember that. And then what I remember is that like, like obviously we were drunk and everything. And then yeah. you're like, hey, what the fuck's going on or whatever? And I was like, nah, chill, because this shit isn't going to work out. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, and I was like, hey, one punch, fuck it, I got punched. Like, I guess it, even at that point, I was like, hey, you know what? Like, I'm willing to take my L and, and not turn this into anything bigger. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you came in, and you were like, oh, no, fuck that. And then that's when it kind of it popped off. And it went to escalated. this whole, Yeah, it escalated into this whole thing. And I was like, oh, fuck. You know what I mean? And I was like, because I it's still I was still in shock. Like, wait, this is the homie. Like, yeah, I still know him. Why, why are you? Why are you like? What what happened? Because it wasn't yeah. like, oh, hey, you know what you're disrespecting right now. Because even he didn't do anything. It was his homie. It wasn't him that was like, hey, bro, like, don't come at me like that or whatever. I would have been like, all right, man. Yeah. Like, cool. I mean, no big deal. Let's move yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. And I just remember. I think you like came in, you swung, and you slipped. Yeah. That's what I remember. <laughs> You know, well, I, I I hit the big dude and then slipped, and it was like the worst thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's when I was like, "Yo, what the fuck?" And then like I pushed that dude, and then some other two random dudes came in. Yeah, and, and like broke it up or whatever. One of the 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 taco guy came out with the big old machete. Oh, thing. Was dude! Like, <laughs> well, hey, get on out of here! Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scattered around. Yeah, but ugh, drunk nights. But that I think that. Since then, I think in my mind, I had, I was like, oh, Ed just dipped. Because I remember you being with the girls. Like, we had, uh, not single names. we had those two girls with us. <laughs> I, yeah, I think it was. But, yeah, yeah, from in, I think it was from in and out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I remember you, like, I remember seeing you, like, with the girls, making sure they got to the cab. And I was like, what the fuck happened? I'm over here by myself. And I was no, like. No, that I, definitely since, was. Yeah, because no, I remember I you were like, you dipped. I was like, fool, I drove you home. Like, how <laughs> <laughs> You just left me. I was like, what do you mean? I, like, I, I met, but in, in the fight, so when I got up, you weren't right there. I know you pushed the guys before, but when I got up and like the, the, the taco guys over here. Well, because there was more guys. Machete. So then I know the one guy grabbed me <laughs> and then I was I was still like, yo, like I was telling like my homie, like, hey, call off your goons. Like, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, what the fuck's going on? You know, and I think it's just the heat of and those are all oh, trying to be badass and shit. Yeah. And it happened like that. I mean, I think in my it head, was it's like, fast. you know, but like, I just remember like, oh, this who fell. And I, I, but I do remember being like, Paulo's chill. Like it, you know, like <laughs> fuck these fools. Like it's not going to be worth it. You know, like nah, that, you was, know? that was a night of bucanas. You don't, you don't <laughs> chill after that. <laughs> With the little fuck, you got to shake it. <laughs> they always, yeah. they would always blow that damn whistle. And, ugh. Yeah, no, I remember that. You know, I, and, like I said, I think, uh, um, oh, you slept in my car, I think. Cause it went to- I think I fell asleep and you dropped yeah. me off. Yeah. But no, that, that was like a changing moment in our friendship. It definitely I just, was. See, I, in my, I just never, I never got, I, at the time I didn't get over it, but it stuck in my head. I was remembering it today before I was doing this interview with you. I was just like, damn, that was 2007 go there i mean it's still in my head you know i was like man you know i'll message this dude i mean we've messaged a little bit and we've met up a couple times throughout the years but like i was yeah. like i was like ah, it's well, not the same. It hasn't been the same since then no but you know what i also think i mean and it's not like it's not like oh like i also think like where my life would have been if that wouldn't have happened because we probably would have kept mm. hanging out and we probably you know what i mean like oh yeah probably because yeah it was a big changing moment I started working out after that because I was like, I ain't never getting drunk. I ain't never getting drunk again. Like, I put on, I put on like ten. I, dude, I was in the best shape of my life. Truth, it's probably the best. It was like the best thing that happened to me at that time. 
because it made me real focused. I cut my circle real small. All I did was yeah. work out and I was studying all that stuff. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> so I That's why I was like, bro, it's not like I told those fools to jump you or anything. Like it just like, and it was just that moment of like, it was a scuffle and you slip. So they're like, oh, he slipped. And they like pounce oh. on it. And that's when I had the yeah. other fools. I was pushing them and I was getting them off. And it was too many of them that like, like I said, some other dudes came in and they were like, hey, get the fuck out of here, you yeah. know? And then the, but, the machete guy. <laughs> the taco man came out. I'll never forget yeah. that dude. I was like, oh shit. I remember being drunk as fuck seeing the dude with this big old cleaver. That's how, when, that's how <laughs> I was like, oh, you just straight dip. I was like, what are you talking about? I was right next to you. But I mean, there's only so much I could say. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, it was. There was also like an emotional response to getting jumped. Like that didn't, they didn't really go too well. And in my mind, I don't know if I was just looking for someone to blame or what, but I did remember you being like, you were further away than anybody else. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I'm only in this shit because I was trying to help out my friend. Yeah. But it changed shit, but it probably shouldn't have. No, it changed, right. it changed shit for me because to some extent, like, you, like I mean, and I'm not putting it on you either, but it's like, you made me feel like, man, did I just yeah. bitch out on this fool? Did I just like be like, oh damn, Paulo's getting jumped? Like I was like, nah, like wow. I was I was in there, you know. I was like, maybe I I didn't have as much. I mean, I'm not fucking Bruce Lee either. Like what you know what I mean? But I tried, you know, like nah. you know for what I for what come on, Eddie, should you should have get that full roundhouse kick to the head? Like, nah, like, nah. <laughs> nah, whatever it was, I, I forgive it. I wish it didn't happen, but hey, it happened. It's hey, all good. Here we are. I mean. I've been forgiven on the podcast, everybody. It's documented. <laughs> but if I see this fool again, my homies. Gonna... If I see this fool. <laughs> I gotta go find Pikachu. That's why I don't forget. I don't forget Pikachu. He didn't do anything. That's the thing. He was a little chubby fucking dude. And he didn't even like, I know. you know, no, I'm saying he, he was like, he was, the, he was frozen back. And that's why I was like, yo, like this, this happened to me it's because of voice. you, you know, like this is, you know, but yeah, yeah, what I don't remember is where the girls were. I don't remember where they were. You you, you were you shoveled them to the taxi. We got in the taxi. We did. That's what I'm well, tell you. That was after no. though. I know. I, we like, weren't in the taxi. Doing? Like, hey, yo, Paulos, you done getting yeah. jumped? I'll show you. You were like this. You were like this. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and the girls were in the taxi. And you were like this with the door open, like this. You were like, come on, bro, let's go. And I remember I got in the taxi and I was pissed in the taxi. And then you drove us home and I was pissed on the way home. And I was just like, this motherfucker, let me get jumped. But obviously yeah. it just didn't, it, it just didn't, uh, it didn't happen the way, completely the way I thought. I was half drunk through it all. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. And no, and it, I mean, no, and it, that's the thing is like, since we were such good homies, everybody would be like, yo, what happened? And I'm like, you know. Yeah. Who knows? It's just, just that thing, you know? I guess. Nah. But I mean, yeah, I mean, so it's a, like I said, who knows where you would have been where I would have been because I definitely like I said we were we were always kicking it so I was like like damn yeah. like, if I, I probably wouldn't have joined my fraternity I probably wouldn't have you know have a bunch of like friends from there because you know, we probably would have kept kicking it with like you know people I was like oh well fuck I can't kick it with Paulos no more so I True. Gotta, you know I gotta go find some other homies you know I, <laughs> I, I gotta yeah, go get ripped to too <laughs> you went to state not long after that right yeah well I went to state in 2007 did you go straight out of high school? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Straight to state. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So then, yeah, the I got there after you were there a year already, I think. Yeah. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I remember. Oh, you had state. You're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks. Don't come into West Commons, fool. Like, <laughs> stay out of West I'll run Commons. These parts. <laughs> 
So no, I was state. It was a commuter school for me. I was coming in, going out, and that was it. Yeah. No, I think wow. well, my first two years it was like that, and I was like, you know, I then I got more involved, and that's when, you know, it opens up a different world, you know. Yeah. Then you're like, oh shit, no, this was, isn't just school anymore, you know. Yeah, I, I do think there's some value in being able to go to a school for for a solid four years, just getting used to it, understanding it, if not more. But I came into state. I was disconnected. My frat had gotten kicked off campus because of that, that crazy drug bust thing. And oh, then yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know anybody really, but I knew like I still had to work a whole bunch. I had like 18 months to get in, get my degree and get out. So that's all I was focused. But I did make a couple good friends like who just happened to be in all my finance classes with me. Oh, no, but, I, had, I had you in the um, in a Chicano film class. We were in that class. Remember? I you remember that class. You cheated off of me. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Well, because I cheated too. <laughs> you don't remember? You remember? It was that for, uh, it was a Chicano 400. It yeah. was like we watch a movie and then we'd have to write. Yeah, we took but I had all the essays. I had all the essays. Oh, that's right. Yeah, See, from some dude in my fraternity had them. That's what it was. I remember, uh, I remember the teacher was like a hairy lady. And she was like super feminist at the time. Remember that? I remember she made us watch movies for extra credit. I remember she made us watch some scene of like, remember the cameraman was like panning over some dude's leg and going all the way up to his ass. She was like, were you uncomfortable? Thanks society for that. I mean, I remember that. And then I remember the essay. <laughs> yeah, the essays. And then like the, the final, I remember because I had a Blackberry and I remember my yeah. homie had emailed me the final. And then, and then once I was, cause the, the, it was like big essays that you had to like, it was like big essay questions. And I, once mm -hmm. I started them, I was like, I studied these and I was like, fuck, I don't remember like half of this shit. And I was like, oh, I got the email. This was back when before it was, you know, I was like, oh, I got the email on my phone. It was such a, you know, now it's like, oh yeah, of course it's there. You know, but it was yeah. in, the in the Blackberry. I was like, oh, let me see if I could open that document. And I opened it. I was Could like, you? oh, shit. And I opened it Blackberry. up. I, I had it between my legs. And I was like, I was like doing it. And I think you were like, hey, what's going on over there? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'll just, you know, when you slide the paper a little, a little to the side, like, yeah, like so like, you could see, open it up a little bit. Like, you know, hey, change it a little bit, though. I was like, you know, like, I mean, it was <laughs> a bullshit it exactly class. It was a yeah, bullshit class. Was. So it's not like, you know. It was just, it was literally watching movies. It was a good class. Yeah. My <laughs> homies, um, he, he got his degree. By you know how when you're like oh hey stick the final under my door kind of deal yeah it was like a difficult math final like he's a math major or something and he Oof. and he tried he tried he had the final he tried to he tried to get somebody in India like online to do it for him and then like Damn. they were they were taking a while and they got back to him they were like hey man I can't do this and we're like oh shit and like and it was like getting to the morning he was like hey he's like hey you know what I bet there's a bunch of um, overachievers that already turned it in he's like what if we go really early in the morning. And we go and we take a final out and then we'll, you know, so Damn. he went, he went and his, his girlfriend, it wasn't even him. He was lookout. I was like, man, he went with a coat hanger and he pulled no a final out. He pulled it out, photocopied it, threw it back in there and then went and fucking Damn. did his final. And now he's, I don't know, he's like a fucking uh, developer. He's a fucking, you know. Hey, as long as it got through school, I guess. Yeah. So that was pretty well. I don't know. College is, is has always been wild. I just I don't use it half the time, but yeah. I know I needed it. That's the thing. It wasn't that you know. 
But it wasn't that like, as I tell people, it's not, oh, you're smart. You went to college. I was like, I didn't learn this shit in college, bro. I just read a book last week. Like, you know what I mean? Like you have access to everything that I have access to, bro. It's on the internet. It's, you know, people are like, oh, I'm just not that. Just go do it. I don't, you know, I'm not stopping you. Yeah, that that's the next, I think that's the next sort of frontier for me is all the stuff at home learning. I'm supposed to be doing reading a book a month just because, man, I don't read like I read articles, I read like papers that people write on stuff, but yeah. I just never sat down and read a book or I haven't in a long time. So I've done a lot of audiobooks the last year though. That's been legit. But I feel like it's not the same than actual reading the book. Yeah. I don't well, know. Uh after this, send me your <clears throat> send me your address and I'll send you a book. There's a book I think would be good for for you to read. So it'll be a thank you for the podcast for you joining. You know, did you write it, fucker? No, no, no. I just—it's a book that like my my therapist has told me to read, and it sounds cheesy right off the bat. But then you read it, it's like, oh, there's good shit in here. You know, like kind of when oh, once you when sure. you apply it. Um, are you gonna play us a song? Are you do the Chubbs Peterson? I, you got a piano back there? Is it? Is that a piano? Oh shit, it is a piano. No, that's my roommate's piano. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were gonna do the Chubbs Peterson. You know, at the end of Happy Gilmore, the, we've only just begun. It'd be nice. Hey, hey, happy. Got my handbag. I walk out with my chest hand. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I can't. I got no music skills. I think that's what I learned this year, too. I got I to gotta find a new skill. I got to find a creative itch to scratch. I just don't know what I'm good at creatively. Yeah. I mean, you still got your dog? Yeah, she's been most of my time. I still got my dog, 80-pound pit bull. You can hear her click clacking around right now if you listen close. Okay. <laughs> I'll say like you go like you go hiking or anything. Or that's what I've been doing a lot. More. I was doing a lot of that when I first got back here from Houston. Um four four months ago now. But lately I have been. These trails are crowded as hell out here. It wasn't like this when I lived in San Diego. I don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, well, people are trying <laughs> to get the fuck out now. You know? I guess so. I think I just got to get up earlier, maybe, which has never been a problem, but it's finding the right one. I'm like hiking in the dark, man. I got one of those headlamp, like hiking oh, yeah, boots. Stuff. Yeah, once I'm not that serious. Back. So <laughs> I guess the, the la last question, and I think we've covered it a few times, um, was uh, when was the time you felt like a weirdo? Oh, daily? Uh, <laughs> the time I felt like a weirdo. Yeah. Uh, you tell me yours. I'll think of mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's a, uh, you know, I would say that a good example was like, you know, when you were, when you were, uh, maybe when we went out to, uh, to TJ, when it's like, you know, like Ooh, everyone. Feel like a weirdo then. Oh yeah. That, that's probably a big, a big thing. Right. Cause like dude, being the only black dude and hanging around a bunch of, a bunch of Mexican dudes. <laughs> That was, I mean, that was, that didn't make me feel weird though. That was kind of my life. I've always grown up in like a, uh, a weird middle, like middle ground of everything. I was always the only black kid or, or when they did show up, I wasn't black enough for the black kids and I wasn't African enough for the African kids. Mexican kids were always cool to me though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, uh, I don't know. I can't think of one. I think there's there's plenty there, but there are, man. I always feel like a weirdo. Maybe that's what's really happening. Is I just always you feel said like in, a weirdo. in corporate America, you never felt it. Well, in, in corporate America, I'm like a different person. You know, I've been I'm like a master code switcher now. I I, I read the room pretty quickly. I know who my audience is. I know I know 
like I can test waters gently without, you know, rocking the boat too much. I kind of, I can figure that out pretty quickly. I always felt that place there because no one's ever really their true, you know, authentic self in corporate America. You're, you're the office guy. You can't be yourself yeah. at work. It's not really, yeah. they want you to, and they say they want you to be, but ah, I'm we got yoga. You could do yoga. <laughs> You know. Oh, that's here. That's that's what I felt like a weirdo. I hurt my uh I tore my MCL when I was doing a keg stand and failed miserably. That's why I was my farewell party. Chris Osuna's bitch ass, actually. I'll send you the video. So they were trying to make me do a keg stand. I was like, guys, I'm 30, I'll do a keg stand. And then they tried to make me, and the people turned they pulled one way and people turned the opposite, and my knee ended up just popping. But anyway, I, was I told you I didn't want to do this. <laughs> I really did. There's a whole video. I'll send it to you. The doctors couldn't stop laughing. They watched like four or five times. They couldn't believe that's how I actually did it. But after that, I had like back pain for forever. I didn't rehab it probably because I was being stubborn. And then I was trying to go to the gym. And I was like, oh, I'll work upper body and I'll figure out the lower body stuff later. And I was I was doing my stretches. Like, you know, they had that little like the room with the wooden floors where they do like yoga and jazzercise, all that shit. Yeah. So I'm, do, I'm doing my stretches outside of it because I know that class is about to leave. It's some lady doing yoga. I'm doing stretches and I got one headphone in and one in the other. And the yoga teacher is like, all right, guys, we got our first perm of the day. He's out there stretching to look at me. And I was like, she can't be talking about me. So I'm thinking about someone else. And then she comes over, she taps me on my shoulder. She's like, do you want to join us? I'm like, no, like, no. I was like, I'm just stretching. I thought you guys were going to leave soon. Anyway, right after they all leave, she was like, oh, sorry to put you on the spot like that. I was just making a joke. And she was like, but can I ask why, uh, what's wrong with your hips? I was like, what? And she was like, oh, yeah, you got like, you're super stiff. Like, can you do this? Try to walk me through a couple of stretches. And I was like, nah, I can't do that. Like, one second, my leg is so stiff and you wouldn't believe it. Like, my knees won't come down anywhere. But she was just like, she was like, oh, so you have a tight psoas and you got a tight this and your lower back. Yeah, so you probably yeah, had yeah. a leg injury, right? And I was like, what's going on? And she was like, oh, did you, have you not? I was like, look, I've been to the doctor twice. He gave me like pain meds. I'm not trying to do that. Went to the chiropractor. He said, I got to come to him for 30 years. Oh, fuck that. And she, yeah, he was like, oh yeah, it's a 30 year thing. Just keep on coming back. And she was like, uh, no. And she was like, you just need to get more flexibility in your hips and here are four or five exercises. But I remember I used to laugh about like, like people doing yoga. I'm like, hey, just stretching. It's not working out. It's nothing. Yeah, and this go, lady, hit, go hit some bitch, fool. Yeah, like that was my mindset. And this lady, not only was I like like out of breath and sweating like crazy, I'm in pain from like the simplest little like maneuver with my leg. And then she changed my life of just being like, yeah, all you got to do is X, Y, and Z, focus on this type of stretch, this kind of breathing, all stop that be, stuff. And stop being a pervert. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but I, I felt like, I felt like, and just an absolute weirdo because I had doubted yoga, stretching, yeah. and breathing, and how that could make a difference for so long. And this lady, in 20 minutes, just like fixed all the problems I had right then and there. Or at least gave me real solutions for it. Yeah. Well, I, that that's definitely a good a, a good place to kind of like you know it changed <laughs> like something that you opened yourself up to and, and changed you. You know, um, I'm gonna yeah. connect, I'm gonna connect you with my masseuse. I think should be really good for you too because that hey, that's go. that's what that's what changed my like physical like you know like pain and shit like that because she's really good it's, it's not just like uh you know it's not just uh oh yeah I'm sick massage you know <laughs> it's like it's it's more it's like oh you, you got this fucked up this is tight you got to do this or that you know yeah here's what i'll do no yeah, yeah. it's it's it, it made me serious about my physical health and it made me feel like i could actually get out of pain for a minute so that was good yeah you keep looking at me what's going on <laughs> i'm in the office <laughs> oh real oh. yeah <laughs> 
so yeah man thanks thanks for uh thanks for coming on i think we're, we're at a we're at a pretty pretty long one here so hopefully yeah you're right yeah hopefully hopefully people listen listen, listen in you know let's you hope know. no thank you for having me man i appreciate it yeah thanks everybody for listening pause the wall day hey, have a good hey. one brother